0: Oh, why are there so many characters?
1: We could either in there, I can talk about the Apple thing. The Apple thing is just pretty much a slap in the United States' face.
0: Oh, bring it, I like it. <laughs> I like a slap to the United States' face. Hello, and welcome to Ramjack
1: and the unyielding paper mache bayonets of terror. Hi, guys. I am Alex, and joining me today in the studio is Brad. As always... I'm always here. You are listening to episode 88 of Ramjack.
0: Yay! You made it.
1: They've made it, and we've made it. We've all made it. We made it together. As a team. And it's good that you've made it, because, uh... Well, tell me what's been going on, Brad. You've been a little under the weather, right? Well, I, I have been under the weather, and I blame you personally. How can you blame me for this? Now, you did not... This was not in the prep for the show... You didn't. I didn't realize you were gonna be blaming me. Well, I'm sorry. I had to save it for the show. All right. Well, let tell him what's up. Well,
0: after we recorded the last episode, uh, you suggested we go grab a bite to eat.
1: Yeah. I was like, you know what? Me and Brad aren't done here conversating. We need to go out and we need to throw some ideas <sighs> yeah, around.
0: Yeah, yeah. Have, have some have some food. Share a meal. Well, we we go to a restaurant, and something terrible happened at this restaurant, Alex. Something horrible. Should we mention the restaurant? Um, no. Okay. Well, maybe we should. We should warn people, I guess. I was going to say, let's not
1: give them a promotion, but I guess we're not giving them a promotion at all. Not at all. No, we're slamming Bob, the fucking Bob Evans <laughs> in Newport. To say that, from a design standpoint, Bob Evans has made its menu look really good, and they have a variety of food there. Mm-hmm. Not the best food, though. And, you know, but, you know, as a quick, hey, let's go grab something, what do you want? Well, I don't know, yeah. it's kind of got a lot of different everythings, let's go there. It's okay. Okay. But, but why should they not go there, Brett?
0: Um, because one of the more terrifying things that can happen in a restaurant happened. My drink arrived, a glass of water, Mm -hmm. a delicious glass of water, usually. And I'm drinking my glass of water, and I make an observation. That my glass of water has three large black hairs inside.
1: Now, I don't know if, if the portrait you just painted for our audience... Um does it justice. Guys, this was gross. <laughs> it was Terrifying. I gagged a little bit when I saw it because I... I you, you did i s I'm surprised we didn't notice it before then. I uh, yeah. Because it's in were minutes while you were drinking yeah. it. You were like, oh, there's black hair in my yeah. glass. I was a good quarter of the, the way through the glass of water. It's a it's a black hair you would notice. Yes. So my question is And it's in triplicate. My question is I mean what obviously happened is they went through I guess their machine wash. So it was completely sterilized. I, so you would hope. I don't I mean I really don't think you got sick off the hair to be honest. How,
0: how do you how do you know like the hair didn't drop out of someone's off of someone's head into the glass and then they put the water in it for me to drink? You're assuming I don't that know. it was washed that the hair went in with the glass.
1: My question, well uh, that brings a larger question is can you is is hair a uh I guess a festering place for disease? Does it filter? When it, whenever you like, swash, you know, throw your hair back, like when a woman does that, is she kept capturing the germs and they're on her hair? Then bacteria is everywhere. That's why you need to wash your hair.
0: Yes. Stay clean, guys. Yeah. Someone, fil- I don't know how filthy or clean their hair was. Who knows? Maybe they they had just come in onto their shift, Bob Evans, from sleeping in an alleyway <laughs>
1: on a coke bender. Who knows? I but, but my immediate. Explanation for it was went through the machine washer. For some reason, hair was in there. I don't know how it would have gotten on there. Mm. And it stuck to the glass, and no one noticed it. But it would almost be impossible for you not to notice this because there were giant three hairs. Yeah. It was like from the root up. It, 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 I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah. It was gross. Yeah, it was terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I really thought you were going to press me to leave. And I, I, I thought,
0: Brad's going to do that. I, like, I, I really want... My want was to get out.
1: I could tell that, dude. And I was like, now, should we go or should we stay?
0: I wanted to run away.
1: And <laughs> I wanted to run, run, run as far as I could away. But you did handle it well. I, I survived I mean, it. I considering that you got sick later and then, oh. you know, that ruined oh. your week. But... You did handle it well, and even though she did offer to upgrade your drink. Yeah, for,
0: what's this, like, um.
1: A free upgrade, Brad.
0: Yeah, well, um, can we, we'll, you know, we'll upgrade you to a soda. I was like, bitch, if I wanted a soda, I would just order a soda. It's not like you order water because you're trying to save money. Who's ordering, like, oh man, how about this sandwich? I'd like to get this sandwich and a soda, but just can't cut it this way. <laughs> 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 I mean, I know I, sh- I could have just stayed home and, then, like, cooked a meal for myself. But I really wanted to go out and buy a meal, but I. Ooh, oh
1: man, I mean. I
0: don't know if I really want to get up into the. Uh, I don't it, know.
1: who. If it comes between a double feature at the Red Box and water or a soda, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with water. I'm, I'm gonna need that double what? feature.
0: Ooh, it's two dollars. <laughs> why, why? Why? Who's not buying a beverage that they want?
1: I mean, come, yeah, come on. Who are these sheisty people?
0: It was I, don't, oh, I don't want a free upgrade.
1: That I want, was almost an insult to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like I was really cute. I was like, "Bitch, you should be offering to cut my meal because you just ruined my week." You should have said that. I mean, and a lot of people would press that. Oh, I mean, like assholes would. I mean, but obviously you're not. You again, you handled it well. It's like, "No, I just want water. That's cool." Yeah. Ooh. Without hair in it, please. If that's too much to ask. Seriously. Our waitress was weird. She's, she's the one we've had her before. There, that doesn't, that looks at you for. A second, again, but that but probably then, like, just Looks forward. That probably helped
0: matters because as a waitress, that is what I would like in a waitress. No a visual contact. No eye contact whatsoever. She does her job and gets the hell out of the way. There's no chit chat, no conversation. I don't have to learn anything about her life. She is practically a robot to me.
1: But she could easily scheme something with someone that she's looking at. And that's not you. You don't know, but the, the whole thing with the hair in the glass could have been orchestrated by the, the whole team of people that work there, just as a joke on you, and you wouldn't notice it because you didn't realize that her eyes were looking at the person across the room, just like I got hair in the glass. Well, I'm Shh, not I'm don't go- tell him. Wait till he notices. How long's it gonna take? Well, I'm not going to be
0: going back. It's, so a weird, it's a weird
1: insecure thing, I guess she does, but I, I thought it was strange. Yeah.
0: Well, I wouldn't know because I'm don't. I'm not i not going to make eye contact with her.
1: Because that's go the back. first step. Friend, we will never go back there. Ugh. They have lost our business. And hopefully all the people who listen to Ramjack. I... Yeah. Guys, we love you. Watch out. Uh, is, would you put Bob Evans on notice? We haven't put anything on notice oh, in a while. You're
0: on notice, bitches.
1: <laughs> Official notice. The Ramjack Freedom Militia
0: is on the march. And you were on notice on the march to one hundred. So, like, I, I got home that night. It was I was watching the Golden Globes. Nice. And uh, during that, I just started not feeling so well at all. And then Monday, it was feeling kind of rough. And then the fever began and the hallucinations. <laughs> because that's what happens anytime I get slightly ill. That's
1: interesting. I guess that I mean your body being physically taxed by some virus or disease mixed with you know your sleep deprivation. Right. That's a that's. Yeah. It's prime, you're prime for oh, hallucinations yeah. like,
0: I, am, I am Captain Hallucination And it, does, it, really, it just takes one or the other really It's either fever or lack of sleep There will be hallucinations At least
1: once a month Do you know there's a condition I don't know if we talked about this on the show, show before But there's a condition that actually There's a few documented cases where you cannot go to sleep yeah, there's a physical condition, like, and it's, it'll spring on people randomly, like, some people have slept their whole lives and all of a sudden they can't sleep again, it's a physical thing, and they die, like, with easily within a month, but what happens is, because your brain, I guess, can't take care of itself, it starts, your brain starts developing holes in it, like, they did autopsies on these people later, and their brains look kind of like micro-swiss cheese- Whoa. Your brain just goes crazy. And they hallucinated because they couldn't go to sleep and they just eventually went nuts and died. Plus their brains were eaten by the whatever. That's awesome. And it's not a disease. I mean, it is something physically yeah. wrong, but it's also like if you just stayed up for a long, long yeah. time, this would happen to you. That's yeah. just what the brain does. Yeah. You gotta shut down. You Isn't can not that crazy? That's
0: fucking bananas. Dude, be careful. <laughs> it's not like I'm going to stay up for that long the
1: que- the, now I cannot remember if the article said this happened to these people in a matter of weeks or a matter of a month or so so just be careful if it's, it's, if it's half a week and you haven't slept yet that's not physically you're not, po- like, you're not showing signs of it then I, maybe
0: unless, but unless you have this physical condition where you a- cannot sleep like that's just not possible like y- you shut down you do like you collapse and I, I also I am <laughs> prone to passing out <laughs> that happens yeah
1: it's a physical exhaustion yeah. thing.
0: Yeah. I, I find the limits, and I know where they are. <laughs> but you can't beat them. They are limits. I'm just saying. Physically impossible to beat. Yeah, so there was a lot of hallucinating. I hallucinated a fire truck. Nice. A little Like a little toy fire truck going through my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> On the ceiling. Through the walls.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that was kind of neat. Except all of, like the lights and the sirens it was very, very disturbing.
1: So... What you're saying is if... Because, I mean, what you just described to me is the same thing that someone who has taken serious drugs would describe to me mm-hmm. as a, uh, a vivid trip. Yeah. You're saying to replicate that with drug-free, like just a clean <laughs> replication of that, is to not get any sleep and then get sick.
0: Yes. Honestly, then you can, I would suggest
1: the drugs, though. No, well, I mean, if, but if kids out there want to experience that on a level that's there- safe that's not, you know, illegal by our government standards, then maybe get sick and maybe don't sleep. Kids maybe do drugs instead. You know what kids maybe do kids? drugs.
2: Yeah, uh, Bounds <laughs> a
0: bound reason, uh be safe not sorry. Uh but do some drugs.
1: Maybe do drugs. Maybe do drugs. You don't want to have to get sick and not sleep. <laughs> that's that's a, li- a torture. That's a that's a that's a lifestyle choice I wouldn't recommend. And that's hard also to c- pull off, mm-hmm. to juggle that. I mean, can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it just happened to you yeah. out of, I mean, I say fate, but causality, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just random events. There was also, I also hallucinated uh, being stabbed by
0: bayonets. Like a grip of bayonets. Who was doing the stabbing? I don't know. I was just being you stabbed. You couldn't see their faces? Just being stabbed with bayonets. Could you feel it? Yes. Wow.
1: It was not fun. Now see, now thats that would be something that's scary. I have dreams where stuff like that will happen, where mm-hmm. I can feel things. Like, I've been stabbed in a dream before, um, but I to be a... Like in between that realm of consciousness and. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all it though. It's, like, it's
0: that crazy, weird, hypnagogic soup of, of, of dream, reality, hallucination.
1: Yeah, that's it's a scary a place. Like
0: that's. that's. that's a weird thing. Yeah. And that's when the bayonets come in the night.
1: I'm sorry, friend.
0: That's my life.
1: <laughs> what are you up to? What's happening? Nothing much. I noticed the baby carriage is not here in the uh, living room. Uh, no, right now. no, the corn does not want
0: me to kill today.
1: <laughs> Brad, I, I so many things have happened this last week. I, let me bring some things to your attention. But first, let me let me read you a tweet that I tweeted yesterday.
0: Oh, someone someone tweeted.
1: Yeah, this is tweet I, number eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> now see if you can. Now my tweets okay. are known for being. Wait, can I can I can I read, can I read it? Sure. As can I read it mysteriously? I, I don't. I think you'll be disappointed in this one, Brad, and the fact that this one's actually probably coherent. Oh, well then you read it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sad that we can't afford Morgan Freeman for this episode to read it for us, but um, he may reappear again. Here's my tweet, as follows. Just saw a loving father pushing his gleefully pointing wife and child through Target in a two-seater shopping cart. Hashtag adorable. Hashtag double take?
0: I question adorable. That sounds terrifying.
1: <laughs> I don't...
0: If I saw that, I would question everything in my life. As I do constant examination because I'm constantly seeing things that made me question my life.
1: I was looking for a Bluetooth keyboard mm-hmm. um, to actually sync with my iPhone. Because whenever I go out and want to type stuff, I don't want to lug around my 17-inch laptop. I mean, come on, no. Yeah. And there's certain things that while I write down and get ideas for, I have to do work, thus type things out. Mm -hmm. It'd be good to have a a wireless tiny keyboard. Or, you know, or a netbook. This is a way to, like, not have to buy something new. And plus, cool tech. Just holding a keyboard, a little phone, wherever I want it. Um, (laughs) I could also use it with my laptop, but that's besides the point. So I was looking for that and couldn't find one because they don't have them at Target. I was in the television section. Um, And I look over and I see an Asian couple. But there's there's a, a woman sitting up pointing at these televisions on the wall, and her kid's beside her, and they're both riding in a normal shopping cart. And I thought, how is that possible? It was like an optical illusion at first. I was like, is she pushing it? I, but no, she's like... And then like the husband kind of like goes between them. Like, you can start seeing him as he's pushing, and he is pushing them through the store as they are marveling at everything in the store. That is fucking weird. It is weird. It's like, when did Target become a, become an amusement park? Like
0: what, and so how is are, is like the, All like of them the child, smiling, is like was, the child sitting in her lap and she's sitting no. in the shopping cart?
1: Okay, now Target has this weird thing, I guess, and it is kind of ingenious. If you have twins, mm-hmm. Target has you covered. They have a shopping cart with two seats. But they're actually seats you could like strap kids in, and then you sit, basically the kids sit behind it, and they have their own little handrail, and then it's the cart. But behind them is another handrail where you can push them. Ugh. Why is this husband pushing his wife and his kid around? The kid I understand, I guess. But why is the wife just sitting there? It, she, they were both fit, very attractive young couple with their kid. I mean, they that's one of the reasons that it was adorable. I was like, oh, this is like a commercial in real life. What if but they're ugly people? It would not have been acceptable. Exactly. Um, it would not have been acceptable. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, we would have all ah, they would have stopped them. They would have been oh, like, excuse ew, me, sir, you can't ew, do that. You, get out
0: of there. You can't do that. You're disturbing everyone. You're making everyone question their livelihood.
1: But it made me think: If I was in a relationship, would I do that with someone? No, never. Why? Why I would stop being your friend? <laughs> it was like he was like, "Hey, hey, Rad, let me. I'm,
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet you this picture. This is tweet number 18. I'm, I'm gonna send it to you. <laughs> hey, look. 19. This time. Oh, 19. Sorry. Here's, here's me pushing my lady. I would be like, <laughs> D friend. The tweet would have been something. It would have. been I would have like... read you back. At lost in the
1: wash. We are no longer friends. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Delete. Finally able to push my girlfriend and her child through Target like an amusement park. Hashtag dream come true. Hashtag Brad goodbye.
0: <laughs> Farewell! <laughs> Farewell,
1: friends! But then I thought... I'll never I'd speak to you again. But then I started thinking how could I capitalize on this? Mm-hmm. Could I wait in Target, just buy one of those and be like, Hey, do you want to shop? But, you know, you don't want to walk around? Let me push you around for a few bucks. You got $25? I'll be your taxi driver. So, um, can, so then I'm talking to people, people are, taking can, can, them through Target.
0: So um, so this Asian couple has inspired you to start a rickshaw business?
1: <laughs> oh, wait a minute, is wait that, a minute, wait a minute. getting from this? No, 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 no. That's weird you would go there, Brad. I'm just saying. It's saying, odd that it's, you would bring that up. I, I think it's weird that you brought it up. Someone's been watching a lot of, uh, uh, what's that show, Two Broke Girls? I mean, come on, Brad. But wouldn't that, what would some, what would, could you do that? Could you make some, could, could a teenager be like, hey, you know what? Let me be your taxi driver around Target. Now this is the part you know a lot of people don't know this, but you know those shirts over there—they're just as much and like give you pr- tips as you're going through the store. That sounds like the worst thing ever. I mean, for you, but for Forever. like no, for, but for couples that just don't want to walk around. I don't understand. Mm. They were both fit. Why was she beside the kid? Hmm, that is gross. Is this like a thing? Like, did she have something on the dude? Like, we're. That's not his kid. It's her kid, and now they're starting to date. She's like, "Oh, it'll be cute if you push us through. If you love me, push us through." Why would you want to be pushed? But they—they look like they were having the time of their lives. But they I,
0: weren't. They're having the worst time. I don't know. They don't you, even know it. I
1: was slightly envious, which is why I tweeted. You want to be pushed around? Do you want to be pushed around, Alex? I don't know if I want to be the pushy or the the pusher. That's maybe the same thing. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I, do I I don't know where I fit into that or where I'd want to fit. Into you that. shouldn't want to fit into that. <laughs>
0: There's no part of that that's good or right.
1: It's wrong. So I it's should, wrong. So I shouldn't have made that a New Year's resolution for 2012. You should God not. damn it, no. Brad. I always make this mistake. You make resolutions that are morally wrong. <laughs> and I don't
0: know at the time. I'll come to me. I am the arbiter of what is right and wrong in the world. All right, well. I am sure. the one that decides. Scratch that off my list. Everyone, if you have a question and you want to know if it's right <sighs> or wrong, come to me and I will tell you the right answer. I'm always right and no one ever fucking listens to me.
1: And that's what Ram Jack's here for. That's, among other things, to be an entertainment source. That's my curse. <laughs> <laughs> to also gain gems from the past, hopefully the 80s, early 90s, from mm-hmm. television yes, shows and yes. bring them to a public audience mm-hmm. so they can appreciate them. Yeah. I and mean, we're not getting kickbacks for that. Wink. It's all free. Wink.
0: Wink. Why do you keep saying wink? That's weird. It just feels natural, though.
1: Yeah. Wink. <laughs> that's from so natural. I do that. Do you remember when Jonathan said that on the show? He said wink yes. once. That went in just the most amazing way. way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was the guy at the hot dog store. Or something yes. Yes. <laughs> I <don't... laughs> Jonathan, I miss you. <laughs> you need to be on the show more. <laughs> um, speaking of Jonathan though, and uh, his legacy on Ramjack. I was on another podcast earlier this week. And I won't I won't elaborate too much into this. Uh, I have some friends who have a podcast. I I don't really recommend listening to it. It's not the best in the world. (laughs) Um, But it's called... uh, And God, if you heard their promo, Brad, we need to help them out. I I think we'll be helping them out later. Oh, really? Um, But I was invited on their show um, because they're having some problems. I mean, dropping listeners left and right. So they they wanted some help. Mm -hmm. And what I did to help them was I introduced them to the game that we play on the show all the time, Hum Gay Ghost. Ah. And these guys, I wouldn't say they're one of them is they're just from a, a different part of the world And by that, the south
0: oh, so, never mind but it
1: was yeah. awesome in the fact that they played Home Game Ghost, they took it seriously? because I asked them to I, there were three guys and I each gave them a specialty list and uh, the first two were kind of throw away like, okay, here's some science fiction characters here's some actors, And but the last one I had them do it with the people who hosted the show and they were kind of uncomfortable with it but I think I expanded their horizons a little bit it was really awesome just to see and witness. Okay. So there you go. I'm gay ghost. We should start playing more games on the show. We should. We should indeed. All right. So we we've talked about that adorable couple in Target. Not know, adorable. about about what true love and the sacrifice that means to Ugh. people and the family and <sighs> the people that we love. Brad, have you ever heard of Black Diamonds? Black Diamonds. Yeah. Um, I've heard of Blood Diamonds. Not the same. Okay. Um, Black Diamonds. Are pretty much were pretty much a giant mystery. And
0: These so- are diamonds the Republicans hate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whoa! See what I did? Brad? Um, no. Normal diamonds, you know, carbon, just carbon, you know, they're clear, they're kind of, uh, if you cut them right and polish them up, they look pretty pretty. Mm-hmm. They shine sparkle. We can make cubic zirconiums, fake diamonds. But mm-hmm. they're the ring stone that people tend to grab for marriage. Well, I'm gonna tell you this. If you're gonna get married... You shouldn't. Um, but if you were, mm-hmm. um... Go black diamond.
0: Really? Why? Why? Why should you do that?
1: For lots of reasons. First off, they are not—they sh- weren't sure where black diamonds came from, because while normal diamonds are pretty much made, they're from a father diamond and a mother diamond. <laughs> they love each other very much. I mean, yeah. Um, but normal diamonds—some of the—the the only real place they can be made physically are like underneath volcanoes or stuff. So whenever diamonds are made. It's from old lava beds or lava flows because of the pressure and, like, just the heat. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and they're in the Earth. Black diamonds, the way that they're placed, there are only two places that black diamonds are. They're in South America and Africa. That's because black diamonds aren't from our planet. Bah! Black diamonds are from meteorites. Space diamonds. They are space diamonds, Brad. And the only... Do they give you meteor powers like Meteor Man? Um, I don't know, but we should look into that. The only way that... And they've done studies on these diamonds because they weren't sure, but now they're pretty sure they know where they came from. They know they come from space because of the, uh, distribution of nitrogen. And normal diamonds, nitrogen is, like, in clumps. I mean, I say clumps. It's, like, on a super tiny, like, atomic level. Um, but they have single nitrogen atoms just randomly dispersed, which is weird. Like, what? Guys, yeah, again, put on your science pants if you haven't already. I got them all. We're in the science pants straight up. Um... But also, there are, is what is it, there's a large concentration of hydrogen. That's because black diamonds can only be made from supernova explosions. Bam! What the fuck? Whoa. That's pretty badass. And black diamonds are blood diamonds because they they came to our planet in a so there's no real digging, I, you just have to find them. Right. No blood. I like it, blood-free diamonds. Yeah, imagine a diamond that's black. That's what love is. That's what it's all Look, about. I know all your friends have those normal diamonds, but let me. I really love you, so I'm gonna get you a space diamond. There you go.
0: It came from a supernova. Yeah. Pure destruction.
1: I mean, a volcano's cool and all.
0: A volcano's uh, cool, you know, it's, it's, it destroys things on a small level. Supernova?
1: <laughs> That'll fuck some shit up. Our love could wreak havoc on whole solar systems, if not whole portions of a small galaxy. Take this chaos ring. <laughs> Will you let me push you around Target <laughs> oh, Take your ring back <laughs> Valentine's Day is coming up That destroys people's lives Valentine's Day is coming up and you know we like to keep on the holidays I'm just telling you guys Go Black Diamond or don't worry about it Seriously Just forget about it Black Diamonds are hanging up And ladies, yeah, if it ain't black, it's not love I like it, I like it There you go, Can you? I love when science blows your freaking mind Yeah, I like that I like that. I I, know. From now on, it's volcano diamonds and space diamonds. Why would I want a volcano diamond? That's stupid. Lame. Give me a space diamond.
0: Fuck. Let's see if it has meteor powers. (laughs) We need to get our hands on one of these. Robert Townsend, do you know anything about this? Let me know. I want meteor powers. Well, let me tell you about George Washington for a second. Oh,
1: sweet. Another Washington story. Well,
0: I've I've got a tiny bit here. It's, uh... It's it. We're trudging along. We're all up in the some revo- Revolutionary War now, and uh, well, Washington's not very happy. Well, there's there's been some talk, and there's some things going around that he just he doesn't like the idea of. It's it just it bothers him. He doesn't like it, you know, because he wa- he wants to be he wants the military to be professional. He wants you know real trained soldiers, and now they're talking about letting the blacks in. What? <laughs> the blacks. I'm sorry, sorry. The
1: Plaques <laughs> The plaques. Oh. Okay. The the way you said it at first I was like, well what's the big deal? <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Oh okay. So Washington's racist. <laughs> he doesn't want a man. <laughs> doesn't want him in the military. No.
0: He's super so short on soldiers, mind you. Like there's just not enough men. Like there's a huge, huge shortage of soldiers. Like, of course. and there's a whole there's a huge problem with like uh people like though there's like a sign on bonus, so they get like ten dollars to sign up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I mean, back then that was a that's, lot of yeah, money then, that's like that's, some, a, that's like that's some serious money you know where the carrot yeah. now is like college education
0: then it was like ten dollars exactly so people would join up and get the dollars and they would do their time and then once it was over they would you know hustle out they're like fuck this I don't want to be in this shit of course or they would like um rejoin with like somebody else and get another ten dollars which you're not supposed to be able to do whoa but they're scheming so there was never so first of all there was a lot of people that just didn't come back obviously because it's like the shittiest thing in the world to be a soldier um, and second, there was people hustling this game. So they never really knew what their numbers were going to be. So they couldn't even really estimate things very well. But clearly did not have enough soldiers at all. George Washington still is like, I just don't want these, these black
1: people. I don't want the blacks anymore. But what was his reason? Oh well, I mean, because it can't just be that. I mean, I guess in that time period it because, could be. Well, because he wants professional soldiers, not... What's the name of that? Racism. Racism. Isn't that also the plot to uh what is that, that Red Falcon movie or something? The George Lift. Oh movie? the uh it's red, it's maybe Falcon. Red Falcons.
0: Is it Falcons?
1: Red Wings? Red Tails? Red Tails, that's yeah. what it is. I knew it was words, something with red. <laughs> <laughs> well that was World War II though. Yeah, yeah, but it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like we don't want them flying planes. Uh, but it's like George Washington, you are desperate. You do not have enough soldiers. Oh,
0: I'm sick of your racism.
1: That is gross.
0: You're just awful. And like somebody, like somebody makes a speech. It's like, yes, we will, t- we will, we will allow the black people to enlist. And George Orton's like, what?
1: Oh, fuck. I mean, why wouldn't you If, if they wanted to oppose, yeah, exactly. England and the monarch. Sure. I come on.
0: Exactly. Like, what's the problem? You need.
1: Bodies, Damn it. Yeah. You need people who are passionate about wanting to fight. Yeah. You can train them to be soldiers. Here's a gun. Well, Don't stand a, in a line and shoot at all one time. What? That doesn't work.
0: And also, the, he was worried about the implications, because he's like, you know, these people, are, they're, they're going to be you know fighting for freedom from the British. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to be wanting freedom oh, in general. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Ah. Oh no! Uh, you know we're kind of we're kind of implying that you're fighting for freedom, and no, don't want that really. We're gonna keep the. And though I will say Washington was like slowly over time becoming more and more against slavery, um, but he wasn't for abolishing slavery because you know it would destroy. His own personal business, if nothing yeah, else. the economy. Yeah, it would. And his it business. would yeah, and his, and his per, private interests. <laughs> yeah, his life is the worst. But he certainly—he certainly wasn't for equality. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was, as people at the time were. Uh, he was just a full-out racist.
1: <laughs> that is gross. Yeah. Founding father. He's on the one dollar bill. Yeah. Of course, you know that's how much he's worth. I guess compared <laughs> to the other presidents. <laughs> Nice, yeah. And yeah, here's a, a George Washington. He's a jerk. I don't, I don't like it. I wonder how he's gonna change, or if he changes at all.
0: Well, I mean, again, of his time, he's not that bad. Like he, he is a, against slavery, but he's like, ah, there's just no way out of it. Because it talks about, like, he's a deist, right? Uh, he, okay. This is another weird thing. Like he, um, he makes a show of, of religion, but there's a lot of talk that it's just a show. Because oh. he does it in such a showy way, um, interesting. But yeah, that kind of
1: makes sense. I know he's quoted. Well, I mean, he's a quote from his like, "Look, the United States is not founded." Oh yeah, on yeah, any well, type well, of religion. yeah, definitely. Like Don't he's get it twisted.
0: He is definitely for a secular state, as all the founding fathers were. I mean, yeah, definitely. But he like there. I mean, he might have been religious, but it's it's really hard to tell if it was all just you know political show or if he was like serious about it. There's some things that point to where he was actually, you know, seriously a Jizo, but kept it to himself. Hmm. Um, which is the way to go. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially during the Enlightenment. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, but he, he certainly certainly wasn't uh, a crazed fundamentalist like his mother. Hmm. All right.
1: Maybe a Jizo, but definitely racist. <laughs>
0: definitely George racist. George Washington.
1: George Washington. Dude, please keep us in. Um, I, more I will. On this. I cannot I will wait indeed. to hear more stories.
0: Ah, oh. always an adventure. <coughs> always an adventure with George Washington. What a dick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's no Teddy Roosevelt. I actually got an invite uh, to a, an event at the Taft Museum in Cincinnati. Nice. Is it?
0: Well, it's you're not going to the you're not going to the museum of William Howard Taft. You're just going to a museum named after him. Yeah. Okay.
1: We'll see <laughs> that happens.
0: It's um, a large fat museum <laughs> that ruins Teddy Roosevelt's chances.
1: I would love if I went there and right beside it there was a small like Theodore Roosevelt library or something that was just overshadowed by it. Yeah. Like,
0: it's, fucking...
1: But it's a lot cooler. It's like awesome. Brad, um, let's think about the future for a second. Always. We, we, we dip in the past mm-hmm. and the present. Let's go to the future for a second. Always look forward. There was an article on the BBC. They asked some, uh, I guess specialists, a, a, a lot of different people, um, their predictions for a hundred years from now, how things oh, would be. In the far future. And they ask them questions like oceans, you know, will they be extensively farmed or not, or will we find a solution for that? And, you know, they give their answers. Um, we'll be able to communicate through thought transmission, things no, like that. We
0: will
1: not. <laughs> and they give, like, a possibility, like a percentage. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you know what? I, I, I actually thought of a game now. I'm going to ask okay. you these questions, <laughs> and you tell me what the, what the right. percentage is. All right, what ha- Do you think it's going to happen?
0: I am future man I view, I'm using my diamond power To see into the far future Using his black diamonds Brad <laughs> Using the power of the black diamonds My old man and Critically award-winning playwright
1: Speculates on the future Looks far into the future And gives you the answers First thing Brad, oceans Are they going to be extensive what, what do you think the chances are The oceans will be extensively farmed And not just for fish
0: extensively farmed um i would say and i'm giving you a percentage
1: yeah from one to a hundred
0: i'll give you a 23 percent.
1: 100 percent chance no 100 chance that we're gonna extensively extensively it's a hundred years in the future dude uh, but extensive it's the final frontier on our planet do you know how much ocean there is there's a lot of ocean to do it extensively <laughs> i mean dude in a hundred years who knows? It's going to get gonna bigger. The we... melt caps, the ice caps are going to melt. Those people in New York, they're not just going to, they're going to go into the water. What are we planning on farming in the ocean? Fish? Oil?
0: Oil farms? Black
1: diamonds. Black diamonds. I mean, I mean it was a good guess, but it's wrong. Mm. Um, will we have the ability to communicate through thought transmission? Now, Brad, you were hasty a while ago <laughs> to say no, right. not at all. What do you think the likelihood of that is? Um,
0: well, if we're, um, if I'm answering you direct, okay, I'm gonna give you two answers. So, um, first answer is if, if, if I'm gonna answer that question directly, um, I will say one percent chance. But if we're making some ridiculous backbending technology where we're pretending to call something transmission through thought, oh well, then I'll give that eighty percent.
1: One hundred percent. You were wrong on both counts.
0: All right. What's what do they? What, what do they say? What's like what kind of bullshit is that? Um
1: they just I, <laughs> is it more fun if we just <laughs> bypass okay, it and okay. not even explain it All right, fine. I mean in 10, 100 years we will be able to transmit thought through nonverbal communication right oh
0: okay that's sorry, sorry was wrong. you were you were wrong my diamond was, was set wrong let me reset my diamond power I don't know if those diamonds are working for you I'm, I'm, I'm probably only looking like 5 years into the future I should be looking into 100 let me just turn up turn up the amplifier on my on my diamond power
1: Thanks to DNA and robotic engineering, we will have created incredibly intelligent humans who are immortal. By, like, because of 2112, immortal robotic genetic humans. Possible? 50%. Actually, 90% chance of that happening. Oh! No. Sorry, man. It would be fun, though. I'm we're gonna one. create
0: genetic robot <laughs> forever creatures.
1: Yep. Have them in 100 years. Pretty sure we're gonna have them in 100 years. Pretty sure. Get on that. We will be able to control the weather in 100 years' time. Uh, 0%. Actually, 80% chance we're going to be able to control that weather. 0% chance. There's an 80% chance of rain in 2112. Do you know how much,
0: do you know much energy it would take to control the weather?
1: Not as much as you would think. Not as much as you would think. And by that time, Brad, Are we farming it for we're going to have immortal robotic humans, and we're going to have oceans that we farmed in. I mean, <laughs> it's... Sorry. It's, it's, there's an 80% chance. Okay. Antarctica will be open for business. <laughs> I didn't know it was a business. And Antarctica will be—it's open, open for, for business. business. <laughs> Is what? that a new clothing line? Is this store? Um, I'll say hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, I'm a little too ambitious. There. There's an eighty percent chance actually that.
0: Antarctica wait, 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 wait. So there was a larger percentage
1: <laughs> chance. Brad, we won't even have to say anything in the future to our podcast listeners, but we may not be able to do it from Antarctica. I don't know if it'll be open for business. It might <laughs> <laughs> <Why> not be. <laughs> when are they going to open that? I keep seeing the signs. Well. I just want them to open. Keep looking. I
0: just want to dip in.
1: One single worldwide currency.
0: 100%. Five Zeros five. and ones. It's Carlo. It's called the Visa card.
1: <laughs> Brad, I mean, you are just, I mean, I love your ambition, but you're off an 80% chance that there's going to be a worldwide currency. I actually hope it'll be a worldwide currency. Like, just straight up, yeah. this is what the currency is. We will be wired into computers to make our brains work faster. Well, we already are. So, 100 percent. You're correct, man. We already in 100 are. years, things are going to be the same as they are now. Yeah. Nano robots will flow through our bodies, fixing cells, and we'll be able to record our memories.
0: We <laughs> You know, we were fine until you said record the memories. <laughs> um, well, you tell I'm okay. me. I'm okay with nanobots flowing through our system, fixing things. That okay? A hundred years,
1: we may get to that. And recording those thoughts that you don't Record- have to. That you can just transmit to anybody. I'll Think s- about that, coupled with it, and give me your answer. I'll say fifteen percent. There's a seventy percent chance that's going to happen. There is not a seventy percent. There is a seventy percent chance. That's my, better than half. My black diamond says nope Well, look at it again. Um, uh, we will sustain nuclear fusion. We'll make mini stars on our planet and use them for fuel. As we're mining the oceans away. Um... I imagine it's just like evaporating water. That's how we mine oceans. It's <laughs> like, it's like we're, we're just cutting down trees. We're just like taking large sums of water. It's just like, well, we can't get to the bottom if we can't actually stand there. The pressure would kill us. We're slowly evaporating our oceans away. Antarctica's open. Opens. So, sorry, what was the question again? Nuclear fusion. 2112 ah poo 40% 100% it's happening you can leave <laughs> you can leave everything on don't turn anything off don't have to there will there will only be three languages in the world english spanish and mandarin in a hundred years, there will only be three spoken languages. Zero percent chance. Eighty percent chance. No! I would start learning Mandarin and Spanish right now.
0: Where are the other languages gonna go? Hola, a que tal,
1: y- me llamo Alejandro. <laughs>
0: In a como te llamas? In a
1: couple of generations, the other languages are just gonna disappear. Dude, yeah. Goodbye, bi- French. Done. Dude, will we need language? It'll be thought language. But we're not gonna get that out. Dude, there's hundred percent not a hundred percent chance! There's a hundred
0: percent chance! Antarctica will be open before that happens. Trust. Trust the sign. Antarctica is going to
1: open. 80% of the world will have gay marriage. Now, don't let that trick you. That's not an 80% chance of that happening, but only right. 80, 80% of the world, unified by one global currency and thought transfusion, is going to have gay marriage allowed. 100% chance. 80% chance wow it is pretty much 80 and 80 on that one i'm i'm hopeful i'm hopeful on that one i'll say 100 yeah. i in the come states on. definitely 100%. once
0: once uh once it finally becomes in like the major countries everyone's just they're just gonna like look down on everyone <laughs> that doesn't yeah and eventually force them to i mean come on with through like economic sanctions and whatnot piece of cake
1: california will lead the breakup of the united states of america California? California? You mean South Carolina, right? Nope, California. Zero percent chance. There's an eighty percent chance.
0: <laughs> there isn't an eighty. What are these numbers, Brad? Let me remind what you. What are here. These, these numbers? These are specialists hired by the BBC. Are they specialists in getting things wrong? I don't know. They just get. These are the answers. These are the percentage. With these, this specialist like employee of the month
1: at McDonald's. What? I, I'm gonna tell you. How I, special are they specialized? I'm in California. I don't know if they have what it takes to be their own independent nation. Why would they want to? Well, there's an 80% chance. You ah. tell me. Space elevators will make space travel cheap and easy. 3% chance. There's an 80% chance, Brad. With- Pack your bags. We're going to the moon on an elevator. Yeah. Oh, you how many black diamonds will be on the moon just in craters? <laughs> it'll be the next gold rush, but it'll be a black diamond rush.
0: Well, you start prospecting, and I'll stay down here on Earth talking to myself with the chips in my head. I'm definitely going
1: to make plans at 80%. That's a good chance. Women will be routinely impregnated by artificial insemination rather than by a man. Wait, read that again? Women will be routinely impregnated by artificial insemination rather than by a man.
0: Well, it says routinely. They already are. One hundred fifty percent chance. What?
1: Some of them won't, dude. It's but it's just routinely, yeah. routinely. But dude, the dude that you gotta, you gotta remember. There's mostly, a, there's a tenderness. There is a certain kind of finesse that a dude offers that a insemination just doesn't. Like I, I artificial? I, Are those those robot human man things? I, I agree that that's definitely the more fun way to go about it,
0: and will probably continue to be. But they just said routinely. Mm. It's already happening. That's not a new
1: thing. Fifty percent chance, man. I'm sorry. One hundred percent chance. That's happening right now. There will be museums <laughs> for almost every. To the
0: fucking Christians—they're gonna stop it. Well, in a hundred years, they're gonna because, stop it because they because they hate because they hate the in vitro fertilization because it kills off all the the beautiful little
1: blastoids. Do you th- think about when they realize that artificial insemination does like there's miscarriages all the time with that stuff? Yeah, I mean they are gonna stop it. That's why there's a fifty percent chance. That's cool, though, I mean, because, you know... Also, they're going to realize all these
0: crazy in vitro fertilizations are just leading to people having multiple children, and it's terrifying and gross, and nobody wants
1: to have a group of kids. There will be, a museum. there will be museums for almost every aspect of nature because so much of the world's natural habitats will have been destroyed in a hundred years. What are the odds of that?
0: One more time, read that.
1: I'll paraphrase, because it is a little confusing. There will be museums for almost every aspect of nature... Because most of the world's habitats would have been destroyed in a hundred years' time.
0: Well, there are already natural history museums, so I'm gonna say. Um, but the end, most things being destroyed. Um, a lot of stuff's gonna be destroyed. Not most things. There'll still be things. <laughs> We're not gonna run out of things in a hundred years. I'll say. I feel like you're dodging the question. Oh, 73%. 20% chance. <laughs> what? Is this is arbitrary. <laughs> I'm
1: reading you what the this, article this, says, Brad. I, I
0: wonder, are they, are they against the everything being destroyed or the museums? Well, it... Is, part-
1: or is, it, or is it because they're not going to be specifically museums for this? Well, an article will be open for business. All right, yeah. So we're going to have to have a museum that chronicles that. And that also parlay[s] into the next question, which I think will answer everything. Okay. Deserts will become tropical rainforests.
0: <laughs> what?
2: Oh <laughs> um, no!
1: Seventy percent chance. You gave it zero percent. That's how I read. No, I, I'm sorry. Maybe I spoke too soon. Oh. Yeah. So they're gonna—they're not gonna know what a desert is. And they're not gonna know what you know. I guess what is it? A tempera? I mean, basically, Antarctica is a desert, mm-hmm. but it's a snow desert. It's gonna be a different. Dude, in 100 years, things are gonna be different. And aren't gonna be open for business?
0: And all of the deserts will have magically turned into rainforests. In a 100 years. In 100 years. Look how long it takes.
1: We're gonna to have to get started soon. I just...
0: <laughs> trees grow fast, slowly.
1: Years. We got 10 years. Well, dude, no. And in, in the future, come on. Future trees, uh, they grow they super slow. fast and they talk. They grow slow, but it's only because we haven't been able to talk to them yet. That's because we have... Once we start talking them to them with our heads, when we're we to them with our brain powers... Talk to them with our thoughts that hey, connect what? our hearts to our minds, to their hearts and minds... They're oh, going to start flourishing. Flourishing! Like they never have before. But they will eat all the
0: dogs, which is unfortunate. Well, that's a risk we have to take.
1: It is. We're gonna lose <laughs> there's dogs. There's an eighty percent chance. There's a seventy percent chance it's gonna happen. There's so. an eighty percent chance the trees will eat all the dogs well, in the future. All the dogs are all the <laughs> desert dogs. Like, cause they're gonna take over the deserts. Oh, I just meant the cyborg dogs. Oh, see, in my mind, when we're talking to these trees, they're like, "Look, there's there's a place we've been trying to get into, but it's foreign to us. It's our last frontier. Mm-hmm. That's the oceans, and that is also the desert. And that's Can also we help Antarctica. you mine the oceans? Can we help you mine Antarctica? I like it. I well, like the it. deserts. Those snakes piss me off. Why do they have the fucking deserts? Oh, let's All get the those snakes. lizards.
0: Girls. Snakes and lizards.
1: The trees snakes are Snakes and our lizards and cyborg dogs are just going to be wiped out in Dude, 100 years. In 100 that's years. The, that's the sad thing. But you know what? There's a 70% chance. we got to be on it. We can change the future, Brad. We can. We can change it. There's only a few more of these, so I, okay. so far you've been absolutely horrible at it. I don't even think... I don't think you have your finger on the pulse of society like you think you do. Whew. Sovereign nations will cease to exist and there will be one world government.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, 80%.
1: 20% chance, what? man. Really? Come on. I mean, I don't think it's hugely likely, but... The yeah. only thing keeping this, the United States together is the fact that there's different states. I mean, we're basically... No, the only thing holding the United States together is the fact that really it's not about
0: the states, it's about the corporations and the moneyed influence. Yeah,
1: hope and dreams are what's keeping this uh, country together. Berp. War,
0: oh. What is it good for? Absolutely
1: nothing. Well... Say it again? War by the West. hmm will be fought totally by remote control. Remote control and poor people, or just remote control? Well, one could argue that they're being remotely controlled by people (laughs) and boats and Um, (laughs) and back at HQ. You know what?
0: I think that makes sense, because we're going to run out of poor people. (laughs) We're going to end up accidentally killing off all of our poor people, and we're going to have to have it be done by, yeah, 100%.
1: 50% chance. Really? So
0: there's a greater chance of opening Antarctica? I don't know. I mean, I've been seeing the signs, so I, I knew it was coming,
1: but... We all know that capitalism will find a way. So there you go. Britain will have had a revolution. Yes, 73%. Brad, you got it right. It's 70% chance Britain will go through a revolution. Now, this is my favorite and last question, by the way, which is one of the reasons I brought this up to the podcast. Marriage will be replaced by an annual contract. Ooh. Oh, I like those eyebrows oh. going up. Brad's like, well, like, wait this. a minute. Like out of this. all the things mentioned on here, and again, I didn't elaborate on the reasons why they gave these percentage, because we can just, I, I leave that to the Ramjack audience to either find out their own or just muse about. But this one was the one I was like, well, wait a minute. I, I, I like it. I love this idea. I like it. Um, what do you think the likelihood that that will happen in 100 years?
0: 50%.
1: But I like it. You're super close. Sixty percent chance. All right, I'll give that one to you. All right. So the question I have is, how can we change that? What can we do now to change these things? Because I would much rather have the option of having marriages last for a year than say, I don't know, three world languages. Even though that would be awesome, that would actually help with so many things. All right. Well, maybe I overstepped on that one. There's some other things. Mining the ocean. Come on. Come on. But marriage, in a year contract? That's an innovative idea. I like it. Why aren't we already doing that? I. Get you your cell phone contracts for two years? Seriously. Come I, on. I,
0: I think. Because the thing is, people say that marriage is it's supposed to last forever. And that's just not realistic. I mean. No. Yee. I don't know if it's healthy to have those kind of ideas. Relationships should last until they're no longer convenient to at least one of the parties. Then you end them. It doesn't matter if it's a marriage or anything
1: else. I actually think a lot of the importance we place on marriage and, you know, having the nuclear family is detrimental to society. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many people I know who didn't have, like, I guess, that as a child. And for some reason, I, for some people, it actually, like, completely wrecks the rest of their life, which is, mm-hmm. I, I can understand how that goes, because there's a lot of emotions there. What if we could negate that from the start? Yeah. Hey, look, mom and dad are on a year contract. Exactly. We've been renewing it for 15 years, but we don't know if we're going to renew it this year. Exactly. Because if we, you we, raise kids with that money, it's like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm down. Let's make this happen. That's awesome.
1: Let's do this. Guys, think about that. You can
0: all, you can renew you can renew every year. It's it's not a thing. No.
1: If you really love each other and or that relationship keeps going awesome, there you go. Yeah. I say love. I mean, I don't mean it like that. You know what I mean. Right, right, right. Um yeah. That's great. That's a new that's a yes. wonderful model to aspire for. Good job. Holly I think 2112 will probably be the best year, the best year ever at that time.
0: Well, except for except for the cyborg dogs and well, snakes and the lizards and the <laughs> trees
1: taking over the deserts. Mm-hmm. I mean, and California not being part of the state. What I mean, whatever. That's oh, going to be a bitch when Hollywood starts exporting movies. One more thing, Brad. Well, two more things, Brad. First off, the movie Moneyball. Pretty good, actually. Oh. It's all about sports facts. It's actually a statement on how... That's why, that's why I don't need to see it. I know. <laughs> I, I watched it, it's like, so this is what Brad, As this is what he knows, and we've all been missing about baseball. Right. right? How it's all statistic-based, and how you can flip the script, and it, it's a neat thing. And it's uh, the title alone talks about how Baseball is really just moneyball. I I, I won't give anything away uh, because it's actually documented in history and it's pretty close to whatever it is. But anyway, I would totally recommend it for Oscar season. All right, all right. Look that up. People should see it. Guys, the New York Times talked to Apple and asked them, Hey, Apple, why you gotta be making iPhones in foreign countries? What's wrong with the United States? We're going through harsh times. We gotta get new jobs. Why not trickle down over here as opposed to China? What do you think... Apple said, back to the New York Times, right Because, well, there's no reason to make them here. There's
0: not. There's no reason to make them here. Why not? Because it's super cheap to make them there. It is, And it gets done. And it's not shit. We don't make things well here. We're terrible. We've destroyed any sort of uh, engineering, economic s- skill. It's, it, we don't have it. We don't have people that can do it. We don't. We don't have the workers that are willing and skilled... We don't have... No. It would cost way too much. We wouldn't pay for it. It would cost way too much money.
1: Brad, you are 100% correct. Yes, I always Well done. Let me read you a quote from this, which is sobering. Or just like, wow. Okay. Apple's executives had estimated that about 8,700 industrial engineers were needed to oversee and guide the 200,000 assembly line workers... Eventually involved in manufacturing iPhones Mm -hmm. So this is just creating What I have in my hand An iPhone That's a lot of people dude 8,700 engineers? Fuck The company's analysts had forecast It would take as long as 9 months To find that many qualified engineers In the United States It would take 15 days in China Wow Half a month to 9 months Yeah We don't do things We don't do things We're not good at things We don't have any engineers And no one wants to do skilled work Plus, we don't work for cheap. I kind of like that one, to be honest. Yeah. But I, it's just, that's, you know, there you go. Yeah.
0: And there's, like, huge, and economically, there's huge
1: advantages to doing business overseas. Yeah. That's another big reason was because um, because so many things are made overseas now. If they need parts, they can just be in China and get them. Mm-hmm. You can't get them here. Exactly. We don't make things in the States. Yeah. Just deal with it. We're dreadful. Cons- yeah, we're consumers. That's what we do. The rest of the world makes shit, and we make it. I mean, we consume it. Yeah. So we do. Ta-da. God, it's kind of so random to bring it down like that. I mean, it's going to get better. You just heard our predictions for the future, our BBC oh, yes. predictions, f- true predictions about the future. You know it's going to get better. Yeah, it's going to be great. We told you about Star Diamonds. Come on. Yeah, I mean, everything's going to get better. I mean, because, you know, in the future, I mean, I don't even want to do
0: it. I don't even want to do, do it. Man. I don't even want to do it. All right. I don't even want to do it. You know, uh, um, uh, what is uh, the the uh, oh, the World Bank head of the World Bank that uh, Barry's uh, old Barry's uh, suggesting Larry
1: Summers for Barry being Barack Obama, guys. For those who aren't in the know,
0: old Barry Obama suggesting Larry Summers, Larry fucking <laughs> Summers, the guy that helped engineer the Wall Street crash, the guy that
1: headed deregulation under Clinton, who. What you're telling me is that he's made a few mistakes in the past. What learn from them is going to fix things.
0: The people that fucking <laughs> yeah. destroyed the world's economy are being kept in high power and moving up the ranks to control, control the world's money.
1: Look, Brad, we've all made mistakes in the past. We learn from those and we do a better job next time. Right?
0: Or we <laughs> just keep doing the same thing.
1: Oh, well, that doesn't sound good. That sounds like a bad idea. The
0: people with lots of money keep making lots of money and finding new ways to fuck over everyone else on planet
1: Earth. Huh. That's what I look forward to.
0: (laughs) Ta-da! Hope 2012, guys. Hope
1: 2012. Because your only other option is Mitt fucking Romney. Or Antarctica. Just get out. It's opening up soon. God, Mitt Romney didn't... Gingrich win the thing recently.
0: Yeah, Gingrich. I mean, Gingrich is equally awful, but the money is kind of uniting around Mitt Romney. He's never going to get elected. No, he's not. It's impossible. He's not. We're stuck with President Hope, but (laughs) uh, Romney wouldn't be worse. Uh, You know, he's like getting all kinds of funding from like this, uh, these like shitty uh, private, um, uh, private college. Really? Yeah. He's getting a grip of money from. He keeps doing like, uh, keeps mentioning them in speeches and like promoting them. And
1: they're so he's in advertising at this point. Yeah, well, that's why you buy politicians, so they advocate for you. And uh... I'm not going to raise any taxes. And you know what else? That's great raising an education. <laughs> you know what's Why not go great? to <laughs> what's that one horrible college? <laughs> <laughs> you oh. know which one I'm talking about? <laughs> like it commercial. doesn't teach anything about grammar or. Uh, oh wait, which that which Mary school are you channel Then went to? The Republican.
0: Oh, that's, oh, oh, no, that's, well, that's a real
1: school. Oh, yeah. That's a Bob Jones University. Oh, why not go to Bob Jones? Yeah. I'm your next president. Ugh. Well, Fuck. Yeah. It's crazy times, dude.
0: Crazy times. Our options are shit. Are shittier shit. That's when I went out of this country. You
1: need to get out. Can't take it.
0: Can't take it. You know what I can take, though? Some fan fiction.
1: <laughs> Let's read this.
0: Uh, Guys, uh, it's so upsetting that we weren't able to get to this last week. Mm -hmm. It's time to read chapter two of the world's most epic fanfiction. So if you'll remember last time, we left them and uh, uh, the universe had been changed drastically. Yep. Yep. Uh, I I believe uh, Wesley T. had been replaced by a a strange uh, African-American child named Webster.
1: Among other crazy things. Yeah,
0: crazy things were happening and Screech had... uh, had appeared uh, through a time-traveling device of some sort. But we don't know what's going on. We really don't. So uh, let's jump into part two of the Diving Belvedere and the Butterfly. A wave of ecstasy mixed with vertigo-inducing nausea swept over Belvedere and his teenage wards as they moved, weightless and spinning through the blue lights of the cosmic portal. They knew not where they were headed, yet always in their sight was sweet the mysterious boy they'd met only moments earlier. Heather let out a wail of primal insanity, her senses thrown to the four winds. She reached out and was comforted by the grasping hands of Kevin, somehow always there to protect her, in even this, their most tumultuous hour. Meanwhile, Belvedere, his steely English reserve, slowly being chipped away, by the lacerating ebb and flow of time and space itself had begun to despair. Why had he agreed to take this journey? How could he go on? And who would make breakfast if he was doomed to never return? And then, just as suddenly as the roller coaster ride had begun, it slammed to a sudden stop. Heather, Kevin, and Belvedere found themselves in a veritable pig pile in a dimly lit room their arms and legs intertwined like a Greco-Roman vineyard. Belvedere quickly composed himself, rising to check the smoothness of his tie, the wrinkles in the sweater vest he'd thrown on before stepping back through the portal. The children hesitated, moving slowly, their bare skin touching.
1: Come, come, children. Let's shake off this dizzy smell.
0: Their old pair encouraged, forcing them to rise more quickly than they seemingly would have liked. The trio turned to see Screech as he zipped the portal closed with his remote-like contraption. Belvedere let out a shocked grunt. But sir,
1: um, how are we ever to return? Screech just smiled knowingly. Don't worry, Mr. B. If all goes according to plan, we'll be able to open up another portal, no problemo. Besides, you can't leave those babies open for too long. It would draw too much attention. Attention?
0: From who? Heather's question was left unanswered, as from the walls, a small army of garishly dressed youth appeared. Had they truly been hiding so well, Kevin thought they might be ninjas. As if he had noticed his traveling companions' reservations, Screech once again grinned, while motioning to the group that had manifested seemingly from thin air.
1: Friends! I'd like to introduce you to the gang! Gang! These are my new friends. Kevin, Heather, Mr. B. I'd like you to meet Slater, Zack, Kelly, and Lisa.
0: A swarthy Latino stepped forward, his bright red spandex leotard straining against the power of his own pectorals. Like the nerd said, I'm Slater. Nice to meet you. Glad for the help. Slater held Kevin's gaze for an extra second, though no one seemed to notice.
1: (laughs) Zack Morris.
0: Exclaimed a particularly dashing blonde extending an almost presidential hand from a fuzzy plaid sweater
1: sleeve. And any friend of Scritch is a friend of mine.
0: He held Heather's gaze for an extra second, which Kevin noted with instant seething rage. Lisa Turtle here. Hello, Mr. B. I love that sweater vest. Belvedere nodded at the cute yet clawing African girl, his fine taste thrown off by her choice of blouse. It featured about six dozen emb- embroidered kittens, seashells, and angels. And in blazing red letters, the word always ran across the poor girl's chest. What had she been thinking? She seemed to be the worst of the lot. Finally, the two remaining ladies stepped forward. Who wants to Kelly? And <laughs> sure How
1: many other different voices I can do? We're running out of voices. It's almost like Jonathan's playing a game. Like, how many voices can they do? Fuck you, Jonathan. How can I- How much can I make them laugh while they're reading this?
0: Oh, we're never gonna make it.
1: Hi, I'm Kelly. Said the humble brunette.
0: And I'm Jessie. Just as the stunning curly-haired bombshell went to offer her own shake of welcome, she let out a blood-curdling screech and was ripped to her atoms by an unseen pair of white-hot blades. She left behind no trace. Not even a single drop of blood. This Jesse girl was simply gone. Kelly, her jaw slack, was only able to shed a single tear of remorse before she let out her own call of Job like biblical devastation and was herself ripped asunder. Where once stood nine. Now, oh fuck. <laughs> Just seeing the numbers. Where once stood nine. Now, Only stood seven. My God in
1: heaven, what is going on here, Screech? I demand you explain yourself instantly.
0: Belvedere was near his wit's end. Not even in the trenches of the Great War had he seen such a bizarre, inexplicable tragedy. He expected answers, yet Screech seemed too concerned with the poorly dressed African girl. Why do you keep calling her an African
1: girl? girl. (laughs) That's weird.
0: Rachel. "'Lisa!
1: I want to know what happened to you!'
0: cried the pale-faced nerd, his hands gently touching the face of Lisa. She in turn rolled her eyes and backed away sharply. Belvedere assumed that this happened all too often. "'Please, Screech, spare me the sentiment. We are in a desperate situation here. You heard the man, so start flapping that, those dorky gums!' Screech turned to Zack, who nodded.
1: "'Go on, Screech, tell him.'
0: With the apparently required permission granted, Screech took on a professional air
1: and began to speak quickly, yet clearly. Mr. Belvedere, Heather, Kevin, I told you my friends and I needed help. That you had to trust me, and I thank you for making that leap. But coming here was only the first step. This is Bayside High, but... Oh, how do I put this? This isn't the Bayside High we once knew. According to my calculations, this is Bayside... Number 546, A13. Huh? Kevin
0: hadn't been paying attention.
1: It's an alternate version of our high schools. A splintered revision of a bedrock reality. As far as I can tell, there could be millions of them. But only in this version was I able to truly understand what has been going on. How our lives are being constantly tweaked. We need to set things right. We need to hit the reset button. As it were so i asked my good buddy zack here to stop time just long enough for me to use my scientific powers to open up a dimensional portal and find people who could help us in our mission now that i've returned with you time has begun to move forward again And I'm afraid we don't have much time left to spare. By my estimations, we have about one hour before the X-Being allows B-side to cave in. And she starts building the next. The X-Being?
0: Who's that? Heather feared she hadn't been paying attention. The X-Being, Slater intoned smoothly, is who's been causing this whole stupid mess, babe. We don't like to say her real name out loud, since you'll probably hear it come a-knocking. That would not be Ace. see? Slater paused, as if waiting for a reaction to his last point. It never came. Zack took the floor, his expression gloriously determined.
1: Look, long story short, we need help. I can already sense that I won't be able to freeze time again, and according to Screech, we need three beings from beyond our world if we're going to put an end to the X-Beings meddling. You guys in?
0: Before either Kevin or Heather could answer, they let out all too familiar banshee cries before being seven by ghost-like machetes. They were gone, just like Kelly and Jesse before them, where once was seven... That was five. This is crazy! Lisa sobbed, clutching at the leather fringe that l- li- <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> clutching at the leather fringe that lie in the bottom of the aforementioned blouse. What are we going to do?
1: Don't worry, children.
0: Mr. Belvedere replied
1: calmly. I think I have an idea. And that's chapter two. Whoa, that was intense. That was intense. So many characters. (laughs) (laughs) So many. I'm getting, I'm glad we're down to seven. I mean, five, Five, right? Yeah, five. It was nine to seven (laughs) and then seven to five.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. I love it. I'm riveted. What's going to happen next? What's
0: next? What's next? I'm so excited. Who is this X
1: being? I got some ideas. Who
0: could it be? I have no idea.
1: I think it has to be Mr. Belding, right? Oh, it's probably Mr. Belding. But it can't be Richard Dreyfus. It (laughs) it can be Richard (laughs) Dreyfus. That'd be impossible. I'd say there's like a 20% chance that's Uh, possible. (laughs) This is amazing. Indeed. I I can't wait to hear the next chapter. Nor can I. Uh, Join us, friends. Uh,
0: We'll get to it when we we haven't received it yet. So we'll get to it when we get to it. Soon, hopefully. But let's step back to before these horrible events and check in what's happening currently with our pal, Mr.
1: Belvedere. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) What is happening, Mr. Belvedere, this week, Brad? This was an interesting episode. This was. It was called The Dropout, correct? The Dropout. Not. You're the one summarizing this episode, correct? I am. Like every week, you have one minute to summarize as much as you can of this episode of Belvedere. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Hopefully never to go over a minute.
0: Right, though we have not
1: done been that a in a while. It's been a
0: while. <laughs> Maybe this will be the first day. Hey, we're gonna be back in action.
1: One, two, three, go! All right, this is the dropout.
0: Uh, Marcia's studying for a big test because you know she's going back to she's in law school and she's gotta apparently take tests. And this, I guess, is her first one for some reason, even though she's been there for like a year. I don't know what's happening. Well, guess what? She fucks it up. And it's her own fault. She should have studied better or harder. None of these people know how to study. But she's pissed off. She's decided she's going to drop out. She's going to be a homemaker. Because she's not good at doing anything. So she's just going to clean up and do all of Mr. Belvedere's work. What's Mr. Belvedere going to do? Nothing. Why is he still there? I don't know. It's kind of questionable. I guess because she knows eventually she is going to go back to school. But whatever. Heather is in love with a guy. But not really because we know who she loves. Uh, She doesn't know how to talk to him. Eventually, Wesley T gets in the mix and calls him up for her. Awkward as hell. Eeks! All hell's breaking loose. George is fucking awful. Also, Kevin's playing a drum. Don't know why. It's just happening in the background. It's never funny, never clever. Marsha's awful. She's a weird, gross homemaker sexist. She says terrible things and cooks a lot of shit and feeds her kids cheese whiz. She's awful. Everyone hates it. Mr. Belvedere sues her. She realizes that she can be a lawyer because she knows how to fight Mr. Belvedere's lawsuit. I'll fuck that shit. And she's going back to school. That's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> One minute, thirteen seconds. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Because so much happened in this episode, yeah, and it was weird. There was a lot of uncomfortable moments in this. It was
0: really like it was really just taking Marsha down. Like because I like her so much less now. Yeah. I mean, w- what she built up wearing that dress in that episode,
1: totally gone. That's now. gone now. She wore a lot of interesting dresses in this episode. Um, so she owns a lot of weird, like almost retro fifties-ish yeah. housewife dresses,
0: she, apparently. And a lot of ridiculous aprons.
1: Yeah. Like, Ugh. a lot of frilly aprons. Yeah. Aprons with, like, big poofs on the sleeves? What is that shit? Maybe that was a thing in the 80s. Because they know. had the shoulder pads. Maybe that was a way to get your shoulder pad on while you were also baking. Ugh. If you're a woman or a dude. Well, Belvedere doesn't wear that shit.
0: She's... Re- I mean, really, I can't get over it, how awful she is. First of all, we see her in the beginning of the episode, and she's studying, and she's like, oh, my big test. I'm not ready. Ugh. Ends. everyone's, like, annoying her, but not really. And then at the end of the scene, Mr. Belvedere's like, all right, everyone's out of here now. You'll be left completely alone after I pop my popcorn. And then she makes a face like, oh, no, not another one. Mitch, why can't you study while popcorn's being popped? What's going on? And why, you
1: don't know how to study. No one knows how to study. You know what? I wonder if most people don't know how to study and or do work. Because a lot of people I know also have the problem, like, I can't do anything if I have noise going on. What? Well, then how do you ever do yeah. anything? Yeah, how do you do anything? Quit making excuses and get shit done. Yeah. Marsha doesn't understand that, though. Oh. I will say that, I mean, Heather came to her with some serious issues. Right. Heather may be in love and or thinking about having sex for, well, you know, not the first time, but, you know. She's thinking about dating outside of the family. Yeah.
0: And that's big for her. She's like, Mom, I've got this issue with this guy. And she's like, um, look, Heather. I got to study for my test. Um, can we just deal with this later? You mean Never. You mean Mr.
1: Belvedere is eventually gonna have to deal with it? You mean worst mom ever? Fuck. Oh, but she—I mean—she has a real concern. She there's a guy that she thinks is really hot, but he doesn't really know she exists, so she needs to get on his radar. I guess. Yeah. Mom's not gonna help. Mom doesn't and care. And fuck Dad's advice. Dad will not give you. Uh, dad's advice is: Yeah, if he lays a finger on you, I'm going to kill him. Because. Or you, insert wh- weird baseball metaphor. Why don't you trust your
0: daughter? You've got a child that You still don't... You can't trust your child. Well, Heather... You're,
1: you're a terrible parent. Heather was grounded and then just went to a concert anyway. Or went skiing anyway. Well, mm-hmm. she did both of those things anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean... It's... Well... Hey, and Kevin moved out and was living downtown for a while. They're terrible parents. I mean, they've done a terrible job. Things can quickly escalate in this Don't, family. Don't you?
0: You get know, but. I Wesley's mean, killed people. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Like, there's no fixing it now. You can't be like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat up anybody that tries to date you. Now, look, the damage you've done to your child is already done. Yeah. If you're not, you, you. You can try to protect them now. It's not gonna happen. No. You've done the damage by being terrible parents. And what is little Wesley T. got going on? He's in a school play or
1: pageant, and he's a tooth. Yeah, he's got a toothbrush. Yeah, and he doesn't like. He wants to be a better tooth or something. I don't know. I think he's worried that he looks like a molar, but he's supposed to be an incisor or something. Yeah, he's
0: way too into, into being yeah. a tooth. He's like too super serious about it. He gets on fight with another tooth. One of those the huffnagel girl. God, these Huffnagle kids are constantly being attacked by Wesley T. What I think
1: is that Wesley actually has a crush on the Huffnagel girl, and that's when he picks on her because he's a little kid, and that's what they do, I guess. Apparently, I don't remember picking on any girl I liked as a child. No, not at all. That's weird. I kissed them. That's that's. Yeah. That's generally how it worked out. You make out. Yeah. Are you into me? Cool. You want to go make out? Cool. Yeah. There was no pulling pigtails or anything. Is that... That's... I like you want to pull your pigtail. Stop! I'm going to dip it in the ink I bet well. you like that, right? That we still have. Yeah. That's... Oh, um, no. It's weird. I, people say that. I don't think that's a thing. No, I didn't. Um, but then the worst of the offenders is Kevin, who I think... <laughs> I think he blatantly just tries to ruin Marsha's evening. Because he comes in with drumsticks and starts, like, not even in rhythm, just yeah. like, bu- 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 hitting everything with the drumsticks. Then he goes up to her paper and just looks at her in the face while he starts drumming on her paper. It's like, hi, mom. Give me a drum, please, I guess.
0: I feel like maybe that they just mixed things up because that, w- that should have been Wesley T's part in yeah. the show. <laughs> you think Kevin was supposed to be a tooth in a patch? No, no. I think Kevin had something else, but then they realized that, um,. Kevin was supposed to be the one trying to help Heather get hooked mm. up with this guy, but I think then they realize, well, that can't happen <laughs> because they're banging. <laughs> Kevin would never want Heather to date another guy. I think that's why they changed it. Because why is Kevin the, the, you know playing drums all over the place? That's that's such a Wesley T.
1: Yeah, that that's certainly.
0: I mean, though, in reality, it's like they threw a dart at the board of things for the kids to do in the background. <laughs> really? Because it doesn't really have anything to do with anything except the occasional awful joke that he's playing drums
1: annoyingly. Which they only use, like, twice. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... The stage is set. Yeah. Mom's having trouble.
0: So she goes to her class. I love the next morning. She studied all night. All night, so you just haven't... You're just not prepared at all.
1: No. Like, how... Why haven't you been studying before this? I will say this, though. Rudimentary law is on her mind all the time in the morning. Mm -hmm. Everything Belvedere says, she throws up some kind of thing. Which sounds like the most base law stuff. This is this kind of argument. This is that kind of argument. Like, this is this should, kind of
0: case. Um, you should yeah, that's you shouldn't know that that shouldn't you didn't have to recite that. Is your first exam law 101? Like you're okay. So you've been in this class for apparently a year now. You're finally taking your first exam, and it's like basic law vocabulary. I mean, I know in reality it's the fact that we got writers that don't know anything about law oh, and are only not. doing like the most basic research ever. But
1: that was before internet. True. True can you imagine before internet Oh, they I probably I, got a law student to talk to them and it was just like the lamest law student ever oh dreadful Bleh. so she is gonna go take her test she doesn't look her best she even asked damn and Belvedere is like just go anyway she's, it's weird though she's like she's gripping her pencil she, her pencil never leaves her hand hmm. she's like putting her
0: coat on I'm like bitch take pencil out of your hand and then she's like running and I'm like stop running with a pencil you're, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna poke your eye out
1: George is concerned though because she didn't come up to bed last night and he missed her
0: he was lonely
1: he was super lonely uh,
0: but don't worry I think Mr. Belvedere took care of things there's <laughs> a weird joke where Mr. Belvedere like tells him he should get a Cabbage Patch doll then he's like uh and, and uh, George is like ah Cabbage Patch doll or you can borrow mine
1: that was almost like they had planned that kind of banter beforehand. In the morning, I make a Cabbage Patch. I'm gonna make a joke about something. All right, cool. Yeah, I like that. I'll, I'll try to riff off of it. You gave me Cabbage Patch doll to go off of. Oh, it's weird. It's like, what are you guys doing? And you're just like, it's dreadful. It's is George dreadful. working on a comedy act and Belvedere trying to help him? A couple of comedians. It's yeah, like a time changer all over yeah. again. Belvedere really is like the anchor of this family. Ah. So what happens when she takes the test, Brad, over the worst possible conditions you could have? No breakfast and no sleep. Oh, no breakfast and no sleep. And n- not proper studying,
0: obviously. Yeah. Did not do well. Mm-mm. Did not do well. She hasn't even gotten the results, which I always thought there was going to come up with something in the end. Like, oh, it turns out you actually did fine. But we never find out how she done the test. Yeah.
1: She, she just knows. Because a woman knows when she
0: does bad on a test.
1: Right. I think we call that female intuition. It's not a thing. She knows. Oh, it's, it's it a real, is a thing in Belvedere Universe. It's not a real thing. It's not a thing. I had an art teacher tell me that once, and I was like, what?
0: Oh, <laughs> fuck. Hey, people, let's live in the real world, shall we? Yeah. Shall we?
1: Do women have magic powers? I, I didn't know this. Oh, really? Do they, do they? Are they from Black Diamonds? Do they get <laughs> Black Diamond powers? <laughs> They've had the ability to telecommunicate this whole time. <laughs> and we just now realize it in 2050. Well, wait a minute. 100% chance, Brad. It's happening. Ugh, horrible!
0: And Belvedere called her. He's like, oh woman knows when she's failed a test. Yes, because a woman knows that from having three
1: children. Yes.
2: Oh! Whoa! Oh snap! Oh snap!
1: <laughs> I love it. Belvedere's got a lot of quips in this episode, which is probably <laughs> yes. my one of my favorite parts. Yes,
0: yes. So she's decided she's not. She's going to drop out of school. Yeah. And she's just going to be a housewife because she's not good at doing going back to school. so She wants to go back and being a housewife because she's not good at doing
1: anything. <laughs> I mean, what? Like, gross. Marcia, I mean, she almost... You can tell that this really wrecks her as a character because, I mean, that's what she wanted to do. It's mm-hmm. her one escape. Her other family is at that library, Brad. We know this. Yeah. Um, uh, so for this... For her to come to the realization, maybe I can't make it as a lawyer is a big deal. hmm And, I mean, can't you make it as a lawyer? No, I, probably of not. Of course no. not. <laughs> um. Not. Look at the life choices she makes. Like, she, come on. Come, come She's on. Dreadful. What's Mr. Belvedere going to do? Dude, I don't know what he's going to do. Wow. Ah. And I think they're cool with him just living in the house as their Belvedere. (laughs) (laughs) As their Belvedere. That is what it seems like, because they're
0: not, like, firing him. I don't know if it's like a, well, here's, like, a period of time. You stay with us until you find something else or something. But it's never stated. And he's like, well, I just want to do my job.
1: See, and I think they were trying to start a trend in the 80s, which I don't, I mean, it obviously didn't take, is to just have an adult live in your house with just an extra, like, just add-on of culture. Oh, and there's Mr. Belvedere. Is he, is he related to you guys? No, he's just our, our live-in, our board. He, he does stuff. It's fun. Oh, it's weird. It's got a seal. It, it helps. <laughs> Faberge. He's rich. Actually, we're hoping he'll will us money when he dies.
0: You know, there was a period of time. Um, there was a woman that lived in my house.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, so you had a a Belvedere? <laughs> There's like, like She's like a friend of my mother's, and like she just lived with us for a while. And she like would randomly throw out witty banter and just you know. Yeah. Like, make popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You had a you had a Belvedere experience. Uh, yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: How bizarre. That is interesting. <laughs> Never really thought about it like that. I mean, that's I my. So. I mean, I, I. don't want a Belvedere experience like that. I want a Belvedere, or I want right. a Charles for my children. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, that, I'll cross that bridge when I come yeah, to it. Yeah. Should I come to it? Indeed. So yeah, what is Belvedere to do in this situation? What,
0: wait, what if you have kids and then I just like put on a fake mustache <laughs> and adopt an English accent? You want to be a Belvedere, <laughs> and I be, pretend to be your Belvedere. That'd be, that'd be cool. I can see that. But we, but we actually... Can I be your Charles if you have kids before me? Yes. I want to be your Charles. But we both have to pretend. We have to stay completely in character <laughs> at all times. Even though people will question. Wait, but that's your friend. He like comes over that's and hangs out. Is that Alex?
1: No. Don't be, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know who I am. Brad, there's fresh muffins in the oven for you and the children. <laughs> Thank you, Belvedere. <laughs> You're welcome. Glad to be of help.
0: The kids will be so confused.
1: <laughs> they are going to be con- But you know what? It's a social experiment.
0: I'm down. It really is. I'm know? down. We're, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. It'll work.
1: I like it. Okay. So, that's Belvedere. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's I mean, so much oh. more happening. We haven't even touched the subplots. First off, why the fuck did they give Kevin a drum? Yeah, it's awful. It's just bad. Yeah. I can't remember when that comes in. I know it's soon around... We we're talking about. I do know that Heather can't talk to anyone about this boy so mm-hmm. she she steals his number from someone. Yeah. One of her friends has it and she runs home and like, what am I supposed to do with this number? What am I supposed to do with this number? Which it is kind of cute that she says, I stole it and then Wesley T says, well if you stole it I think you should give it back. That's what Mr. Belvedere makes me, makes me do each time <laughs> I do it. Which is cool. Again, referencing yeah. pre-episodes like that. Yeah. And of course it's not really stolen. Belvedere's like, well... Use it if you got it. you got it, use it. I mean, call him up. Is it weird though? Are people gonna think I'm stalking him? Well, yeah. This is the before the age of Facebook. You couldn't just do that shit.
0: Well, no, I think that don't think it's cool because it's not. Like, now it would be weird if you called somebody because nobody calls people. But then if you get somebody's phone number, you just give him a call. Because yeah. people talked on the phone then.
1: Yeah, that was the Facebook. Yeah. But also, that's pretty a bold move on Heather's part. I think that he'd kind of be into it. Yeah, definitely. It's always good to see a woman that asserts herself yeah. like that. Like, yeah, I'm into you. I called you. So what's up? So-and-so gave me your number. Oh, but she can't She can't do it. She's, she's afraid. But luckily she gets a call from him. Yeah. Or does she? Oh, Wesley T. This is my favorite part in this episode because Wesley pulls it off sprawlessly. Hey, Heather. Uh, Eric, I think is his name. Yeah. Eric's on the phone for you. Face lights up. How did he get my number? How he knows me? Runs over. Hi, Eric. How are you? What'd you call for? What do you mean I called you? And then she slow It slowly <laughs> dove on. And the whole time Wesley teaches is looking at her smiling. Because he's crazy. <laughs> right. well, this is how he gets his kicks. Right. I'm not going to kill you, sister. But I'm going to make <laughs> things a little challenging for you. I called him. I told him you won his body. What? Yeah, and that's not right. That's a real thing that he says in the Yikes! television show. Yikes. She freaks out. I'll call you back, Eric. Hello. Things up. And of course, he's intrigued. I, who is that boy that said... What do you- what? What's going on? I don't understand any of this.
0: Be like, I wanna- oh, I thought that girl was into her brother. Oh, great. Well, Can you
1: imagine? Ring, 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 ring. Hello? Hi, is this Eric? My name's Wesley T. My sister wants your body. What? Who's your sister? Hold on. I'm getting her on the line. <laughs> okay. Cool. Who's <Here's> your sis? <laughs> is she down? What's happening? That's cool. I think in that insanity- I know George does something, but who cares? Oh,
0: George is. Fuck George. Awful. Then, so now Marsha's, like, doing everything. She's baking, she's cooking, she's cleaning. There's nothing for Belvedere to do. He's having to feed squirrels in the park. Just just to be able to help feed someone.
1: Just to do anything.
0: I also love when, um, as soon as, like, Marsha decides she's going to be a homemaker, she's like, okay, I'm making dinner. And Belvedere's like, well, fine. I guess I'll just go hang out. She's, and she's setting the table. She only sets
1: five places. Uh oh. Ouch! Uh-oh. You're just kicking Belvedere to the curb. Well, or they only have five rooms in the house. Like, bedrooms. So maybe... <laughs> Kevin and <laughs> to share plate. Kevin and Heather share plate. They've done it ever since they were kids. I mean, nothing weird about that. Nothing wrong. No, we've seen them eating dinner. Belvedere was not getting fed that night. Yeah. That's bullshit. Well, Belvedere normally eats in the room. I don't think he eats to the table that often. But if she's making dinner... Yeah... I mean, he. Oh. What does that mean? But I mean, but they're cool with having him in the house because they all know that mom's not going to follow through with this shit. Yeah. She can't follow through with an education. They're going <laughs> to force her to get anyway. She can't follow through. Intro to law,
0: the the one year intro to law class she's been taking forever and is only now having a test on. She can't follow through with that shit. Ah, oh, over. I think that was a real problem. Really, she was in a class that 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 meets for an entire calendar year and then has their one and only exam.
1: <laughs> Cumulative. I mean, it's just everything they have studied. <laughs>
0: And she hasn't studied anything.
1: <laughs> What's she doing in that library? Just sleeps.
0: <laughs> just, sleeping. Just, sleeping. just gets out of the house and yeah. just relaxes. But now she's but now she's at home. She's making she's baking she's making them matching shirts. That's the creepiest part. Ooh. When
1: everyone gets a matching shirt. These like Lamar Alexander flannel yeah. plaid shirts. She takes Heather out to go get a new dress for her date. Which I don't even think it's a new dress. I, it looks like the same thing, like yeah. sweater tie combo. Heather always dies <laughs> nice to pull off. I love Heather. It's weird to see Heather like a child have like a an older woman's eighties haircut mm-hmm. where it's all kind of like then it slopes down kinda of weird in the back. It's like, honey, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Why do you wear all these sweaters and tie? Like seriously,
0: what is uh, up with that? It was a different time. It was I know. A different time. Like, wow. Mm. So uh eventually that's it's the night of the big date. Mm-hmm. Eric comes to the house. They're in a hurry. They gotta, they gotta get to the
1: movie. It's a big hurry. Big hurry. Oh, why don't you come in and introduce? Oh, really? Yeah. This is my father and my brother and my other brother. And they're all
0: wearing matching weirdo shirts, like a cult. You look like the fucking creepo Osmonds, like your weirdo Mormons.
1: Yeah. Ugh. They also do weird things. Like it's almost like they're getting into the buddy buddy thing. Because at one point there was like a classic. Wesley T line that they all said together in unison and did like a Wesley T face together? Yeah. That was weird. I don't know
0: what the shit that was. Kevin looks. still has
1: his drumstick so they took away his drum. I think Belvedere was like, F- no. Yeah. Because when he comes in just like just hitting it, it's, fuck you. No, Kevin. Dad threatens the Eric. Who isn't really a catch, let's be honest. I mean, he's I guess he's cute for a child in the 80s.
0: Yeah, he's a guy that's not her brother. Heather can do better. I think that's the one thing. And
1: you notice because she doesn't really give him that much of a attention. She doesn't
0: like at all. She's not. That she, I think she was just trying to make Kevin jealous
1: because everything comes to a head in this whole scene. Right.
0: So there's a knock at the door, and interrupting this very awkward little meet shows the guy. He's like, "Hey, uh, are are you Marsha? Here, take this. You've been served." Whoa! Surprise! Marsha's getting sued by who? A Belvedere.
1: <laughs> He's got more than enough money, he's gonna win this. <laughs> True that. She's got her she's got
0: her shitty law knowledge that she's failing the first test. She's gonna try to be her own lawyer. <laughs> Belvedere's got all the money in the world. You can buy the judge. <laughs> I just got a frozen egg well, that's priceless, just lying around as
1: a trinket. <laughs>
0: trust but uh yeah he's like uh well yes i'm suing you because you're not allowing me to you're breaching contract by not allowing me to perform my job and
1: all these other things our verbal contract by the way (laughs) exactly I love that she doesn't go to that though. She's no. like, oh, it was a verbal contract. Immediately, she's just like, well, and she starts trying to piece together oh, and things. It's, but it's awful. She's
0: she's pacing around and doing and pretending to like be a lawyer. It's like that weird cliche of like it's all coming back to her, and this is natural for her. And it's like she's spitting out the most ridiculous. Oh, it's shit. natural
1: for her to walk around a room and spit out nonsense. Yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like such like she's turning into a bad Perry Mason like, shitty TV lawyer that's not a real thing. It's awful television cliches amongst- uh, on top of awful television cliches. And it was awful and I wanted- and I turned away from the screen and didn't want to yeah,
1: watch. Yeah, it was uncomfortable for all of us.
0: It was just- it was shitty writing. And just a bad idea. And, ah, it's what it is. But, yeah. So then there's a tussle, the hors d'oeuvres get knocked onto Eric. Um, meanwhile, Heather has, has been only worrying about her mother. She's not even, like, she's, like, nowhere around him. I mean, she, he, obviously, this relationship means nothing.
1: It's a cover. Yeah. But the kids have met separately while this has all been happening since Andy, and they go up to Mom, and she's fired.
0: <laughs> you're fired, Mom.
1: <laughs> I love that they make Wesley T. say it. Look, yeah. Mom, we all got together while that whole thing was happening. We realized you're probably a shitty lawyer, but you're a, you're a shittier mom. So, I'm sorry to do this to you. You've been really great so far, but it's just that we're going to have to let you go. It's
0: not working out. We want Belvedere back. You need to go and pretend to be learning to be a lawyer again.
1: Yeah. I mean, the muffins are good, I guess. And these clothes, I mean, come on. (laughs) I need you to make real money so I can look correct. And George is tired of getting laid. George, I mean, I I don't know what you and Dad are up to upstairs, but he... He's too old for that. Yeah, he's a little too old for it. And him and Belfry haven't had enough bro time lately, whatever Seriously. that means. I don't know they've been working on that comedy thing, and I, they really need to <laughs> oh, work that awful. out. So, Mom, you're gonna have to go back to school. Sorry. We don't want you around. George puts his foot down. No arguments.
0: Oh, but oh, but George, oh, I think you put your foot down on the hors d'oeuvres.
1: Uh oh. <laughs> then.
0: <laughs> then George takes his foot. and... He's supposed to be wiping it. It looks like he's wiping it on Marsh's leg. Yeah, it's just like, ah! Here, clean this up. <laughs> hey, you're, you're back to being shit. Let me wipe my... <laughs> let me wipe my fucking shoe on you, bitch. This is such... This episode is... It's so filled with weird sexism.
1: It is. It's gross. I mean, it just... Oh, man, it's so oh, weird.
0: Oh, I don't like it. No.
1: So how does it... I mean... I honestly don't remember... I think Belvedere's, like... I mean, because that was Belvedere's plan was to get Marcia thinking again. And right. that compounded on the children. I mean, she's going back to school. Right. Um, <laughs> assuming that she passed or failed her test. I really don't know. <laughs> and we never know. No. So Marcia agrees of this, and I think they go into the kitchen for something. Belvedere's going to fix them something or something. hmm And Eric's still there, and he's like, what's up? So, uh... Oh no, because
0: um, they all start to go in the kitchen, and Eric's still just sitting there. And Heather, Heather remembers that she has a date. She's like, "Oh, hey, Eric, aren't you coming with us? You're
1: gonna miss all the fun if you stay in here, silly goose." There's more fun. Ooh. And she kind of like shakes her head with a smile and walks toward him, and then it fades to Belvedere.
0: No, I think she just goes and walks in the kitchen because she doesn't fucking. Care. <laughs> Kevin's jealous. It's I mean, okay. We'll
1: never see Eric again. Right. No, obviously never, never again. He's done, though.
0: Ah. So then we go to Belvedere right in his room. Who's wearing a shirt just like the others oh with the God, family. Oh, God, he's wearing the Creepo Mormon Osmond shirt. God, they're all going to wear them and look like a cult. It's awful. Yeah.
1: I mean, they don't have to wear them after this, because obviously Mom had her episode and it's over. Yes, yes, They'll, the shirts will be burned. It's done. And he's just like, where else would I want to be? Hey. I got this family, and I'm their Belvedere. Hey, this is the best. Life is, life is sweet. Life is good. Dunzo. Belvedere. Not a great episode. I, it's not a great episode because of the things that happen in it. Okay, it's not a good episode. Yeah, it's
0: not. It's I I, I last, still enjoyed watching it. because last two have it's been so awesome. I mean, it's still better than any of the early episodes. Yeah.
1: And it's like a roller coaster ride of insanity. Mm-hmm, yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. A, a toothbrush thing? I mean, that's, again, everything gets shot down the yeah. drums, the toothbrush pageant, the date. Again, the kids don't really matter. It's an
0: episode all about Marsha, and
1: nobody fucking cares about Marsha. No, no one cares about it, again. So,
0: okay, next time will surely be. Yeah, sure.
1: I don't remember what the next one is, but um, it—I mean, come on, it's Belvedere. Next episode is the rival. Ooh. Oh, is air, is air coming back?
0: Whoa! Oh. <laughs> oh. Let's see Hello. the jealousy fire up.
1: All right, maybe the Huffnagels are also having a. Oh, could be. Who knows? All right. What if there's a rival for Belvedere? What? <laughs> what would that even be? I don't know, dude. It's imposs- impossible. I'm just—I'm just. Their own mother isn't good enough to beat up Belvedere. I know. I'm just saying, I that's be. where my mind goes. I we'll see what happens. All right, well, I think, uh, I think we should hit the West Coast. And we should definitely go back to class, like Marsha's going to have to do.
0: <laughs> Let's and go back that... to class
1: and get saved by the map. <laughs>
0: All right, Alex, uh, you're going to have a minute to summarize the episode Class Rings.
1: All right, and you will go in three, two, one, Go. Guys, welcome to Bayside. And by that, I mean the prime Tori Bayside. Tori has orchestrated everything to be the perfect universe. Her and Zach are dating, which is awesome. Um, and that's pretty much all that. There's some new characters in there, but that's pretty much what Tori's always wanted this whole time. A wonderful relationship. Um, but the big point of this is they need class rings, so they delegate that to Zach to kind of broker with a guy named Jim Diamond, who completely just wrecks... I mean, he gives them fake rings. Everyone's fingers are turning green, so they have to bamboozle him into coming through on his deal with real rings. Now I say all that to say that this is also backfiring on Tori, because in a perfect universe, she tries to make Lisa less of a bitch. And to do that, that wrecks everything, because that requires her to be nice to Screech at the movies. If Tori can make it through one movie setting with Screech and not go crazy ballistic on him, Lisa has to be nice to him for the rest of the year. Tori... (sighs) Consequences. Uh, Screech is Screech and of course even though she can sit through that and be nice to him Screech assumes that means love so Screech forces himself upon Tori in every aspect socially and basically wants to date her but to get him off of her they do some kind of weird thing where Screech is the hero and kind of like gets Jim Diamond to be the guy he, Screech is the guy who gets Jim Diamond to give them real rings Screech is knee deep and bitches Tori and Zach are dating there's no real physical kissing except at the end other times they hug which is weird um, and everything else is right with the world. That is the end of this episode. Wow, I went way over. <laughs> One minute 31 seconds. <laughs> close enough. I oh. mean, oh. 13, 31, what I just ca- the numbers. Crazy episode. I mean, but there's so much happened in this
0: episode. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of insanity. Uh, first of all, Screech is terrifying. Because Screech needs to be stopped. <laughs> because... There's so many questions. First of all, there's times where it seems like, like she clearly says, "Screech, I'm not interested in you," and he's just, he's, he's oblivious. He's like, yeah,
1: "Never worry, my pet. Here's this ring. Wear my ring around your neck, and let me put it on your neck for you."
0: But Screech, I don't, I don't love you. This isn't a Shh. thing. You're just my friend.
1: I'm dating Zach. Enough of that. We're gonna talk. We're, we'll talk. Hey, we'll talk again at our dinner <laughs> no, tonight. Screech, stop it! You're scaring me. Listen. We're going to talk about it at dinner. Where my ring, please. I love you. Terrifying. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: It's terrifying. Fuck, Screech. Oh, Manzies. Turtle was being like a
1: crazy bitch. I think you even looked at me at one point and was like, really? She's being a bitch right when in the episode the characters looked at her and said, look, now you're kind of being a bitch, yeah. which was great. <laughs> yeah, it was. To have that play out in both of those sides. <laughs> well, because, you
0: know, you never really know if it's just like... Because you never know what's going on in the episodes because the universe changes every episode so much. Um, But, like, yeah, it was, was, like, bizarrely, like, she's, like, just destroying
1: him. And I understand Screech is obviously crazy and terrifying.
0: It was, like, a new level of, like, I'm gonna
1: fuck you up, Screech. Yeah. And in Tori's perfect universe, it's weird that this was the one thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. she's trying to fix it in this episode, but...
0: Screech needs help. He doesn't... You you He... (coughs) There's there's a a problem there. He needs... To see a therapist,
1: get on some medications, probably. Um, <laughs> I mean, she made him Zach's best friend. That's not enough to stop it. That's not enough to curb anything.
0: <laughs> it is questionable because, well, we, I we
1: think we've heard before that that uh, um that that Screech is Zach's best friend, and it's always questionable. Yeah, I, I don't buy. Zach it. Zach doesn't even want to go to the movies with him. He's like, no, I'm not going to go to the movies with Screech. He's my best friend, but like, fuck no. Hell no. You've been to the movies with Screech? <laughs> We're, this, this is another, this this episode
0: also made me realize that they are really. They're terrible friends. Yeah. Like, I mean, just, they, they're constantly stabbing each other in the back, screwing each other over, one-upmanship, constant.
1: Now, I'll go ahead and say this. We mentioned, I mean, we all know that this is Tori fucking with the Saved by the Bell universe. She's right. a time traveler. Mm-hmm. That's been established. But there's also the ultimate theory that, like, just Kelly and Jesse never meet. Uh, Tori, and one of those reasons is because everyone is a shitty friend <laughs> to <laughs> Kelly and Jesse, and Zach is dating both Kelly and Tori. Yes. And that's how he can do it because they never meet. Keep them separated. But Turtle, Screech, Slater, they all know it. They're in on it. It's like, yeah, Zach's dating two girls. Jesse doesn't have to know about it because she's like that. Kelly needs to know about it. Maybe it's just Tori. Wow. They're Which awful. is awesome, but would make total sense. Yeah. It's an alternate theory, even though I do like the time travel thing better. Oh, it
0: makes much more sense. But, I mean, but regardless, they're just awful friends. Like, it's it's entirely feasible
1: that they could just be lying to each other. Because they're awful Who's people. Who's who in all of this? They're just awful to each other. It's, Crazy. But the main crux of this episode is the fact they're trying to buy class rings. Right. I think Ox and or Moose has an idea to put the crest of Bayside on one side and the year on the other side or something. And everyone's like, oh, that's a great idea. You know what? They're just trying to boost, bolster his self-esteem, I guess, because mm-hmm. he's the one guy who just, you know... It's almost too much of coddling. I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, it's a perfectly fine idea, and no one has suggested any other actual ideas. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. What was the other option? What... <laughs> What, you going to put some other schools, Crest and Year, on the ring?
1: <laughs> Why don't we put Valley on one side and Bayside on the other? That way we'll remember our rivalry forever. And 1924 on it. <laughs> the year the school was founded.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's That's a Those are horrible ring. ideas. Like, I, I, I never had a class ring, but I, they're not the most inventive, creative pieces no. of
1: jewelry. I When I went back home uh, over Christmas, I, I looked at my old class rings randomly. Apparently I had set a, an alarm inside of one of my drawers at home and it went off and it's been going off at nine o'clock every day. For, since I've left, for like the last six or seven or eight years. No joke, dude. And my parents never turned it off. They're like, here, they're like, yeah, it's just something weird we hear in your room. We never tried to investigate and turn it off. So I went in and found this old digital watch that I told it to not go off anymore. And inside that drawer was just like a window into the past. Wow. So I saw both of my class rings because I had a middle school class ring, which was useless. Yeah,
0: middle They had middle school class rings? It was
1: offered. That my parents were bamboozled. It's like, oh, you need a ring? Well, we need a class ring. That's what wow. all kids need. It's like, no, I, I wore wow. it. I wore it through my, I guess, 8th grade year and then never wore it again. And then I had my high school ring, which I also only wore from senior year and then never wore it again.
0: I see. I don't even remember the fact that we were offered middle school rings.
1: Why do we have class rings as a thing? I don't know. But both of them are weird. The middle school ring was basically the one. It it had west middle on one side. It had the year on the other. (laughs) But the high school ring is more customizable. And this is where you know that I have changed as a person in many ways. One side has the arts. It has like a... uh, uh, painting palette, and there's colors on the other side. Right. It has three crosses on it. The- oh! <laughs> some jumbo about a first atom. I. Oh, manzies. We've all come a long way. Somebody threw some atoms on their ring. <laughs> I turned that. When I turned the ring around, I started laughing uncontrollably. Like, of <laughs> course. Jizo oh. Alex had that on his classroom. Oh, I remember Jizo Alex. I always going to forget the arts and how Jesus has affected my life in high school.
0: Oh, Alex. Oh, poor little Alex and his Jizos. So it's good
1: that they have an ox to tell them what needs to go on the <laughs> ring, so in the future they don't look back and think, well, fuck. Why
0: do we put Jizos on our rings? We should <laughs> listen
1: to ox. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ooh. I think it's weird that, like, they don't have this set up yet. They... The fact they have to figure out where to get the rings from, that's not decide. Like, first of all, I think it's weird that the students are deciding that. Doesn't... That usually... That's... That's a thing, right? Yeah. I mean, we
1: just go to that company
0: that gives us everything.
1: Remember? The Remember? company. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, it's that easy. Jocelyn's or whatever? Jocelyn? Jocelyn's. Jocelyn's.
0: I know because I've emailed them every couple of years trying to see if they had the promotional material from our senior year. And no one ever emails me back. If any, if anyone's listening has ever worked for Jostins, you can go into the archives and just find that promotional video that played that damn song. <laughs> I would give anything to have that song that they played in the video when they were talking about class rings. Because we've made fun of it for years. It's so funny.
1: Guys, another promise from us to you. Um... Whenever the sweepstakes is finally won, uh, the thirty million dollar sweepstakes, mm-hmm. that will be something else we will do to contribute to, just as a, a gesture to the world. We'll find that song and release it on MP3. Yes, uh, we'll do a remix. Yeah, looking forward to it iTunes.
0: Remember,
1: <laughs> someone could sample that shit like crazy now. The
0: time that something, 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 remember.
1: We'll get Rihanna. We'll get uh, Kanye West. We'll get Katy Perry. All
0: those good times you had back in school, remember? (laughs) Something, 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 something. Key change, remember?
1: (laughs) It's it just gets better and better, guys. So funny. So that's what, yeah. So normally that would be the case. The school would just have a company that does it. Yeah. But this is Bayside, dog. They have one room for every class. They have no teachers. of course they delegate that to the students. And
0: Mr. Belding kind of oversees it. Oh, that's a good idea. You guys should do that. Good job. They're in charge of, like, the students are in charge of, like, finding somebody to buy rings from, ordering the rings, collecting money from the other students to buy the rings. Like, why do they have to sell rings? Because Zach
1: is hustling when he actually has to start selling his rings. He's doing
0: some shady deals. It's like, you should buy more than one. So he's
1: taking a cut, which is, uh, that's crazy. What was the rich kid that I kept messing with? Preston or something?
0: Oh, Oh, I think you're referring to...
1: Maxwell Nerdstrom. Why does he have a name, Maxwell Nerdstrom? Because he is kind of a nerd. Yeah. But he's Zach offers him three rings, two for one for each hand, and then a spare just in case. And he's like, Oh, Zach, I, I'm on to your game. I'll take two. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> well, he got you. Got gotcha.
0: you, Zinger. But he keeps coming
1: up, and he's always talking about babes on the beach. I, you don't have any babes, Maxwell. <sighs> but who do they decide to get? Who? Who? Zach's the broker of all this ring business. Who actually is the person that they decide is going to get the ring? They're going to get the rings from?
0: Oh, uh, oh, you mean Diamond Jim? Oh, his his name is. His little Diamond Jim? Played by Gary Beach, of all fucking people.
1: Yeah. I, it was awesome because when he came on screen, Brad kind of set up a little bit, took notes, and like, then went on the, like, to the end. Who internet. is this? And I was like, oh, that's Gary Beach. He
0: was Roger Debris and the producers.
1: His name is Jim Diamond. Oh, sorry. You switched him for a second. I was like, his name was Diamond? That's awesome. <laughs> that's Diamond. a little... I mean, they try to cloak it with a Maxwell Nerdstrom, but yeah, no, Jim Diamond. And he is just... I mean, that's not his real name because he is a born hustler. Him and I think m- my real name <laughs> is Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but him and his mom, I mean, they are taking over the whole coast, oh. traveling up and down, selling these rings to kids. Hustling. And Zach is kind of taken, but not really. But I will say that th- this guy on the show, you can tell that he's gonna go on to bigger and better things, I guess. Because I mean, he has kind of a showy oh, yeah. thing to him. Yeah. Like, he is this character. I don't think we've hit a level of that in a while on Save by the Bell. It was like it was awesome character acting. Yeah. It, it
0: wasn't like that moment we had with Zack Dad where it got real. Yeah. And we saw like we saw like Drama Desk Awards being handed out all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> the, the
1: I mean you must be thinking what what uh Tiffany Amber Thiessen and um I can't remember Jesse's real name Elizabeth Berkeley. Elizabeth Berkeley. Once they're human. They're. They're. There's. Their contract must have been huge because they're getting some A list acting in here. Seriously. Between Zach's dad and now this guy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Oh. So I, he he swindles Zach. He tells him the prince. What, some cut is supposed to be weird. It's marked wrong on the price seat. Zach falls for everything. Um, but so they're going to get these rings and they get them and it turns out they're fake. Oh, long con. It's that easy.
0: Ah, conned him. Everybody's got terrible green stains from the shitty fake rings.
1: Yeah, Zach calls him up. The dude's just like, mm, "Nope, sorry, kid. All sales final. Gotcha." Which but they're really, not going to let like that stand.
0: Which really, I uh, really, that that you can't do that. You can't. No. You, that that's fraud. That's yeah. You you can take him to court, dude. Don't worry. No, you don't you don't have to.
1: Uh, Why can't take it to court? This is Zach. He can fix everything. I guess so. And this is where I think Tori actually realizes. Wait a minute. I can't do this. I am not a Zach Morris. Even though I've crafted the perfect Say by the Bell universe in my own way, I don't have it. I can't freeze time. Tori doesn't want to
0: be the one scheming. She doesn't can't. want to be the one with on the big plans. She has to be to get what she wants. But now that she's here, she's in a relationship with Zach. She needs to surrender she can let, she that
1: can, back to Zach. She can let him be in control. Full circle. Yeah. I've made this perfect world for us. Now you need to take the reins back. Exactly. So he does 2 First off, he's going to get those rings back. He's got a plan. And second, he needs to get Screech fucking away from Tori. Seriously, before she dies. At the movies, because that is the thing. Like, I, I said that. Um, the whole thing is Lisa's being a bitch. Tori's going to show her that you know not have to be a bitch to Screech. And should she make it through the evening with him, she has to quit being a bitch to them. Right. So at the movies... Screech ruins the movie. Spoil alert, big time. Everyone around him's is like, fuck. And they get up and move because Screech, Screech has got every type of candy. He's got weird toppings on his popcorn. He's got a mouse he just carries to the movies. That's his movie companion normally because yeah. no one likes Screech. I did, I want to point out something that I didn't point out
0: while we were watching it. You notice at the end of the episode, um, when they're at the end of the movie, we see the, the, the popcorn thing. We don't see the boxes from the three boxes of candy Screech ate. <laughs> I'm just saying... I'm just saying, maybe just maybe, maybe just maybe, okay. Go back to episode three or four, I think, to learn about that tale. Wow, that far back? It's way back there.
1: Wow. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil that for you guys. Just go back and listen to that one. So we have another... Okay, that makes actually perfect sense. Got another one
0: of those. Definitely makes absolute
1: sense. Screech is like crying on Tori's arm. First off, Tori looks hot at the movies. Yeah. I mean, she needs when she pulls her hair back, she's a really pretty woman. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. Definitely. Even without the cat suit, totally hot. Uh, <laughs> Slater, Lisa, and Zach are up in kind of like the top part of the theater watching this because it's entertainment. Right. I see a movie and I see Screech fuck up this thing and I'm not going to have to be me. Tori makes it through the date against all odds. And I say date because... Her and Zach are dating, their boyfriend and girlfriend. Right. They hug a lot. I don't see the kiss yet. Um, so, but Tori says, look, I'm what means Screech are going to go to the movies. Is that cool? I know we're dating, but it's just a friend thing. It's just like two friends. I'm trying to prove something to Lisa. And Zach's like, well, duh, yeah. It's not like I'm worried about my best friend Screech. Best friend, he puts in quotes in the air. Exactly. But when she asks Screech out, she does not do a good job of telling Screech that it's just a friend thing. Because even Screech is like, I don't know, Zach's my best friend. Oh, he's cool with it. Yeah. Oh, open relationship. All right. Yeah, okay, I'm cool with that. All right, yeah, sure. Nope. Tori, that was your first mistake. Yeah. Seriously, it's so
0: bizarre.
1: Screech becomes obsessed with Tori after that.
0: He's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. So the big plan is they're going to use Screech's affections Mm -hmm. to accomplish getting the ring situation taken care of because we need to wrap this story up in 30 minutes. Um.
1: But, but I mean, they're taking a big risk, because they're not 100% sure how Screech can react to this. Right. But they're, <laughs> they're ready for anything, I guess. They're like, well, there's only a few ways Screech would actually deal with this. So,
0: here's the plan, and let's see if everything makes sense. All
1: right. Okay, what's the plan, Zach?
0: First thing, oh, wait, because Screech has given Tori his ring. Mm-hmm. Um, Tori's going to go in and show him, oh, look, the ring turned turned my neck green.
1: Because he put it on a chain and then put it around, forced it around her neck. Forced it around her neck like he was going to strangle her. Take the ring or I'll
0: kill you. Take my death ring. And she's like, "Look, Screech, there's the ring. It's it, it's turned green. It's fake. This one first symbol of our of our love is fake. He's he's bamboozled us.
1: He's made a mockery of our relationship. What are you gonna do about it? Well,
0: I guess I should I guess I should talk to him. And then he and then Screech um accidentally kills his flea in his flea circus I, it's Dude, don't, a lot of don't weird even we brush don't over. even want to get into it. It's awful and ridiculous. And he's like, ah, and now my flea is dead as well. This man must pay." So now Screech is is amped up, so now he's going to go give him a talking to. So enti- this entire plan was engineered so that Screech would give somebody a, a stern talking to. Uh, why couldn't anyone else give someone a stern talking to? Well, here we go. Uh-oh. At the max, we've got, we've Zach set this thing up. He's meeting with the ring guy. Slater is acting like a, like a, a thug.
1: Red tank top, black
0: shades inside. He's, he's, he's the hired gun. He's like, mm-hmm. look, this is the guy that we go to when we need something uh, tough to get done. And so he, like, rips, like, a jukebox yeah. out
1: out of the wall. He's a muscle. Him and Zack and Jim are going to go in... They're going to calm the whole coast.
0: Now, again, it the whole the whole thing with Screech is we're getting Screech amped up, so he'll go down and harass Jem Diamond. Why can't Slater, the muscle, just harass him?
1: Because they're actually coming up with an alternate plan if it falls through to where Zack and Slater can make a lot of money. <laughs> and they can finally exactly. get valley back... <laughs> <laughs> by selling them counterfeit rings. Nice. Zach even says it. Look, because Zach did broker that he gets a free ring, which right. was awesome. Um, so he's like, look, this doesn't matter to me. I got the free ring. But let's think of bigger things. Let's think of a bigger picture here. We're going to go into business together, and this guy will be our muscle. Yeah. He can rip things out of the walls. Don't worry about it. I own this place. That's right. I do own the max. Yeah.
0: So then, so now we get Screech come in and like full like weirdo. I don't know. He's wearing like a bathrobe and he's got the karate
1: kid thing on his head.
0: I don't know. He's crazy and he's like doing (laughs) fake karate shit and like kicking at things. And Slater, who we've seen is the muscle, like he kicks at Slater and Slater
1: like goes flying into a table. Screech has harnessed his chi and chakra enough to where he can like. Just kick in the motion of Slater, and then that energy is f- forced through his leg and then hits Slater with a force that he's not ready for.
0: Well, I think, Alex, I think we've, we've learned that that can happen. Yeah. I mean, we've had people tell us all about that.
1: Yeah. You just focus your, you just got to focus your your chi and your energy. First hand personal accounts.
0: <laughs> the most reliable. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Definitely. I will say, when Screech first comes into the Max, because this is also to get Tori off Screech off Tori's back, right. they're counting on the babes being all about Screech when she, he saves the day, and right. he gets their rings back. So when that's he the walks, other part.
0: There's so many pieces. Un- is there's so
1: many unnecessary pieces to this plan. The only person that can pull this off is Zach Morris. But but when he steps into the Max, these he says, "I'm gonna get those rings back." What you did was wrong. All the girls are like, "Oh my god!" Like they start fanning themselves. I think they like all kind of like ooh. Like they jump on the street and kind of touch him for a second. Yeah. Um, How about the blonde girl? That blonde girl was How hot? about that blonde girl? What was up with the brunette with like the denim shorts and then pink shorts underneath the denim shorts? Yeah, I don't know about that. That was weird, but she pulled them off pretty well. She was
0: foxy. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So then there's kicking and Zach's like, "Wait, he'll call and streets. calm down." And so then he does the fake kick to Zach, and Zach goes fake flying, and
1: Screech is not believing. It. Screech is even like,
0: "What?" Yeah. And so then uh, then our then uh, Jim Diamonds like, "Oh well, all right, fine. Uh, I'll I'll get the, I'll give you the money back. I'll, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I'll give you the real rings. It's all cool. Well, don't worry." Mom, stop the car! And he runs I, off. Yeah.
1: It's just. Bye, Gary. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to give you the money. I'm surprised he got the rings back.
0: First of all, what, I don't understand, what, none of this is necessary.
1: None of it is.
0: Like, there's, you haven't really guaranteed that he's really going to give you the rings, because what, is Screech going to come back after him? Is that what he's afraid of? Why doesn't he just keep moving around and running around? Which
1: is apparently what he usually does. Yeah. I I think that he respects Zack, which is why he actually does it. I guess. Because Zack is a, he's a winker like him. They're both winkers. They're winkers. They're winkers together. And he knows that Zack is in charge here, so he's like, all right. It just makes this episode game. Makes recognize no game sense. I give you your rings. It's no I mean, I'm gonna con other schools. We're <laughs> gonna get Valley. So I mean it doesn't matter. We've gotta get Valley. That's, that's nothing to me. Go on. We gotta stop Valley. <laughs> that's what I mean yeah. It's cool that Tori took it to this level, gave Zach his power back so they can actually get to the real problem, and that's stopping Valley.
0: I gotta stop Valley. And I hope next week we stop Valley <laughs> in the episode called The Love Machine. <laughs>
1: Also, we should say really quick that it worked. Uh, Screech breaks up with Tori um, because he's got all these other babes now. Right. And like Brad said, that blonde, crazy hot. And Zach and Tori kiss. For the first time in the episode, it ends with them kissing. And if we can go back really quick to Belvedere, George and Marsha kiss like three or four times And it is horrific. Yeah, it's not. It reminds me a lot of Virgin Diaries or Virgin Confessions, whatever (laughs) it is. Instead of eating each other's face, it's just like, let's just press our faces against each other as tight as we can and then pull back. No passion in that kiss. There is passion in uh, Tori and Zach's kiss, though. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's the apps. I cannot wait for the love machine. Mainly because, who do we see in the little uh, thumbnail to tease this? My my mind may be playing tricks on me, Alex, but that, that seems to be Kelly Kapowski. Wait a minute. Well, what does that mean?
0: I think that means that this universe, no matter how perfect it is, Tori can't hold it together. Can't. Something's happened it's been ripped apart asunder again.
1: Hmm. That'll be fun. I cannot wait. Indeed. It's going to be
0: good times. All right, so we've helped some podcasts out. Oh, we've helped tons of podcasts, we're, we're We're podcast helpers. We're podcast answermen.
1: At episode 88... <laughs> you get it all with us. Yeah, we're starting to give back to the other shows. So who's on, the, who's on the docket this week? Oh, well, this week we've got the Potential cast. Oh, okay, that's a cool-sounding podcast. So Buffy the Vampire
0: Slayer podcast. Oh. It's one, per- one person has seen it, the rest are watching it for the first time. And we listen and we see things through their eyes.
1: Huh. It's a good time. Interesting. All right, well, let's hear it. Uh, how are they going to sell me on this?
0: Every generation, there is a podcast where one alone has
2: watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer before. The three others must stand against the spoilers, the synopses, and the forces of
0: DVD commentary tracks. This is Potential Cast. This is Stephanie. This is Kim. I'm Debbie. I'm Melirio. I see sort of myself in Cordelia. I really like that line the show. The show does that a lot, and I really
2: like it. I love the of an explanation about Buffy's Slayer. Don't tell anyone. That's all the information you need. We do have a lot
1: of feedback. Whether you're brand new to Buffy or you're a seasoned rewatcher, come find us at PotentialCast.com. Wow, so that's that is the potential cast promo at 1.5 speed. I liked it at 1.5 speed. It was quick. It was to the point. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit too fast in certain parts. I think one of their people may be talking a little bit too fast, and that's something you'll when you keep doing more podcasts, you'll realize maybe <laughs> you're 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 rushing things. You don't get to, don't be. i mean, right. It's exciting. You, you always have to imagine what you're gonna sound like at 1.5 yeah, speed. Yeah, yeah. So. so I mean, it's exciting. I, I've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Maybe take your time with it.
0: Indeed, I like I like the, when you're on, when you do that. Like, always critique the <laughs> promo first. Um, I just I, I feel like this is the most arbitrary decisions
1: of quotes <laughs> for this promo. <laughs> and why are they spaced out like that? And again, why do we have to know everyone's names? I mean, do we do, did we we do our names in the podcast? I think we did, but we just threw them out. Yeah, it, it was we organic with it.
0: Also, we don't need to know That's... how your
1: show. We don't need to know how your
0: show works or what it's about. Just be like, this is a show. Here's some clips. It's about Buffy. Done. That's a promo. But let's show them how a real promo is done.
1: What? <laughs> so what? What? So okay. So this is the potential cast. Yes. Guys, listen to this thing. But how are we gonna? How are we gonna work on this? What they gave us. Oh. What emotion should we bring? What should we kind of? You know, I, th- stir th- I up? think we should. I think we should bring a sense of sarcasm. <gasps> oh. Oh, you still watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? A show that started in 1997. Yeah, very current. very. Yeah, it's great current. Yeah, I yeah think you, it ended in 2003. I what a great it, year it, for television. was a great
0: year for television. We're also talking about it. Hey, you know what else we're talking about? We're oh. talking about potential cast.
1: Oh, that would be podcast. something that people would talk about. You might, wanna, it? You
0: might listen to that. Wouldn't it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you listen to podcasts all the time, and that's hours of your life just dedicated to something so important as people just talking about something.
0: Oh, let's talk about a show. Oh, well, oh, great. Please, I
1: want to talk about all the shows. You
0: know what I like to do? I like to listen to other people talk about television shows that I've probably already watched.
1: Do you? I mean, that's one of my favorite things ever. Hey, you know what else is great? Listener (laughs) feedback. We have so much of it. Hey, Brad, you here? We have so much of it on the Potential cast. Oh, it's great. Hearing from people that have also listened to it and getting their opinions, because they're always right. I, I think that one person, yeah, one person actually knows what the show is about, and the others, they don't know anything about it. They don't it. know anything. That's, they're clueless. That's so great. I love that about a show.
0: I love when people are so well informed about something that they're gonna talk about it for an hour a week. An hour? Let's make this two hours! I can listen to it all day, The Potential
1: Cast. Hey, why can't I listen to your podcast for 24 hours a day? That would be a great use of my time. I mean, between going to work from 9 to 5 and dealing with my first world problems, I think that I have time to listen to something called The Potential Cast, and I should!
0: Indeed, you should. I mean, you love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? Oh, she's my favorite. That's your favorite the thing. Sarah Michelle
1: Geller is the best actress ever. Did you see her her dress at the Golden Globes? Presently, not in two thousand three or nineteen ninety seven, was just adorable. The one her daughter picked out. The only thing
0: possibly better than that
1: might be your show, Ringer. Fuck. <laughs> okay, I think that's, okay. that's why I, we, th- we, th- we
0: really I can't. Think we can go beyond Ringer. That's, is there anything else we can? That's a, a step about too far. Buffy.
1: <laughs> So how do we how do we end something with sarcasm? With? I think we just did. I, I think okay. That was it. That
0: was the
1: end. Well done, Brad. I Indeed. think I, I think I think we did it, guys. You're gonna find that you're gonna find that podcast to be awesome to listen to. Indeed. And you're also going to find that our promo will get you more listeners, potential cast. And notice how we did it in a slow, good tamper.
0: It works. <laughs> it was the perfect. Like, if you play that at 1.5 speed, oh. It would be a delight.
1: I mean they got a lot of episodes to go through because Buffy lasted right. forever. It did, it did. So I Which mean, I yeah. have the box
0: set there, which I I won through their contest. No- oh, really?
1: Ooh. Nice. Well done. Snap. Yeah, so they'll get into it. They'll get they'll, into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I kinda listen to it now. It's good times. Hi guys, thanks again for listening to Ram Jack episode eighty-eight. Wow. On that march to one hundred. On the march. If you guys would like to talk to us. There's multiple ways you can get at us and uh, give us commentary on anything. So many. So many ways. Do you want us to promote your show? We can do that. Absolutely. Do you want to talk about fan fiction? Do you want to write your fan fiction and bring it to us? We love that. Sure. We love it. you want to chat about the whole time paradigms and say by the Bell? We are here for you.
0: Whatever your needs
1: are. Bevel Dear fan, why not revisit that show with us on Ramjack? Join us. And tell us about it. Do you have anything you want to predict it? Brad will give you the percent <laughs> chances... Because he's, I mean, he's pretty good or pretty bad at it. Again,
0: I am the arbiter of what is right and wrong, and everyone should listen to me. Yeah. you If you need to know, if you have a moral quandary, send it to me.
1: Yeah, and you can do that by phoning us. Here's the phone number, so get those pins and pads ready to write this down, guys. Or get your phone out and do it in the digital way. You can phone us at 206-339-5894. Belvedere, what's that number again? Well, that would be 206-339-5894, Alex. Thanks, Mr. Belvedere. Thanks, Mr. B. I'd also like to send a quick shout-out to Morgan Freeman. Thank you again for being on the show. Um, we really appreciate your fanfiction reading.
0: Well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah.
1: Good job. and Congratulations on winning that Golden Globe Award, too, our, that Lifetime Achievement thing. Well done. Thank you. Brad, how, what other ways can they get in contact with us?
0: Oh, you can email us, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com.
1: That's a great way. Hmm. Oh, you can visit our website CuriosityAbounds.com, forward slash ramjack. There you can find album art and episode summaries and catch up on our back catalog. Indeed, always oh, some Easter eggs hidden there though.
0: Always oh, are. Uh, speaking of the back catalog, like so, a lot of people um been discovering the show, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've said before you don't have to go back and listen to all the old episodes.
1: Don't have to, but so, a lot of people have, which is isn't that weird? It's crazy. <laughs> It's odd to know... That, it's not odd. It's awesome. But it's it's neat to know that things we recorded a year or so ago, mm-hmm. that people are listening to and enjoying. And it is. And, like, what was the... There was something on Twitter. We did have listener feedback. Someone mm-hmm. on Twitter had mentioned, like, you know, they loved our Zap recap. And you were yeah. like, yikes. And they said listen to it twice. I don't... Because I said, like, um...
0: I said... They said, you know, I know you guys said you don't have to go back and listen to all the old stuff, but I'm really enjoying it. And I was like, well, that's that's awesome. It's great. You don't have to go back and listen to a three-hour discussion of Zapped, but you can.
1: (laughs) And they did it twice.
0: Wow. Wow, it makes me
1: want to go back and listen to those episodes. I'm going to be working back through our back catalog and maybe bring up some stuff from the past. Well, I'll say I actually I went back and I listened to the time Changer episode. Did you episode I think six? Fuck, that's so long
0: ago. But can I tell you, in episode six, we referenced um we referenced the first world's greatest human, which means we did that sometime in the first five episodes. Wow, I didn't realize we had done world's greatest human for the first time that early.
1: Distinguished award. Yeah, very very established right from the beginning. Indeed, indeed. So. Man, it'd be so that's, weird to go back and listen to fast episodes. It's kind of crazy. To There's, go back through Charles in Charge would be, like, uh, the best in the world. Yeah, and that's not even that long ago. No. That's only, like, a year ago. All those movies we covered. Whew. Guys, you're in for a good time. You're in for a treat if you go back to those Feel old episodes. Free. Feel free to go
0: back and listen to them.
1: And watch all the movies that we watch. Well, most well, listen to us talk about them.
0: Do what you like. I'm not going to tell you how to listen to the show. However, you want to listen to it, it's there for the taking.
1: And there's multiple ways to listen to it. You can look us up on iTunes. Leave us a review if you'd like. What was that in one app? Yeah, we got one crazy review. I think it was actually an accident, um, but it, it was something about uh, some bear app or some <laughs> some game that had bears in it. Battle bears. Battle bears. So I, I think it was, I thought a it was some kind of like. Like a gay hookup party or something. Battle bears. <laughs> hey, battle bears. Yeah, but I got these bears battling for me. It's a classic battle bears scenario.
0: Uh, some people are in love triangles. Some people end up in a, in a battle bear scenario.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to each their own. I mean, hey... I'm not going to judge you if you're in the battle bear scenario. And we appreciate the feedback. Should we ever make a movie, I promise you the battle bears will be mentioned at least once. See, I, I imagine as like, as like bears, but with like little
0: saddles, and like there's like, uh, and there's like smaller animals like riding them, and and, and charging with a like, battle, Burr.
1: and just yelling. Yeah. Did we mention battle bears on any of the lost stuff we? Could? I, I don't I, we've we ever, had to go back. I, the like polar I checked, bears. I
0: checked the tags. And granted, um, I didn't start throwing tags in until you know, like late in the game, but. I, yeah, I found nothing about Battle Bears. Um, and all, you can always tweet us, at Ramjack Podcast. I may not respond to all of them, but I always see them, and they're always awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, and again, the Facebook group. I know you've mentioned that already, but... Facebook group Man, is. Oh, I love that. that thing.
0: It is a lot of fun. It makes Facebook usable, which it's usually it really not. Is. I don't do anything except go on groups.
1: Yeah. Because it's the worst. Yeah. Facebook is like, ugh, gross. Gross. Brad again, always a pleasure. It's of great always. to do the show with you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Indeed. Um, for Brad, you got great news. Mm-hmm. More great news to add at the end of this podcast. Oh, love great news. Uh, the ribbon-cutting ceremony is about to take place. Yes. And yeah. is, is open for
2: All our sponsors, I must welcome you, which I do. There's a catch. I don't care if you're a champion, no one messes with me. I am ruthless and upholding what I know is right, black or white, as you see. I'm on the case. talkies, walkouts, hypnotists, temper fists, not so fast. This is not the start of World War III. no political ploys. I think both your constitutions are terrific, so now you know, be good boys. I'm on a case, can't be fooled, any objection is overruled. Yes, I'm the arbiter and I know best. could I don't mind Please feel free They all thought they were the big fromage But they don't have my clout I control the match I started, I
1: I have not been I to the moon, moon because you are a drug and you have no idea what you're talking about. Every time you come into the studio, you're in dying the back, stupid you stupid, buffoon. stupid sack. <gasps> oh. oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Didn't, Didn't hear you come, come in? in.
0: Hi, I'm John. <laughs> and I'm
1: Michael. <laughs> and this is Cough Syrup. The podcast where we tackle two topics. Over the course of a strictly timed hour. What topics have we covered so far?
0: question dum-dum birthers first dates gay issues occupy wall street
1: body fair pixar
0: you You literally
2: literally
1: get it. it there's also wacky bonus content when our show is over wacky bonus
2: content wouldn't want to miss that fuck no get your regular dose of the
0: cough syrup podcast today Subscribe via the iTunes store.
1: Or stream episodes via our Lipson site at coughsyrup.lipson.com. If you like us, leave a nice review. And if you don't like us, shut, shut up people. already! Ugh. Now if you'll excuse us, we need to get back to our discussion. And how? Cough,
2: cough syrup. syrup!
1: I swear to God, like if the you mood don't mood get it together, I'm going to shut this entire operation down. You're a, a mess, you're
2: a your disgusting,